0: I like Mil- <icides via inaudible> <I liked him>. to move and move I like to move and move I like to move and move You like to move I like to move and move I like to move and move I like to move and move You like to Hello, everybody. It is allergy season here on I Like to Movie Movie. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Garrett Smith. And the reason I bring up allergy season is because that means we're about halfway through the year. Yes, we are, Dan. We are halfway through the year. And um, tonight, today, or whenever you choose to listen <laughs> to this, we will not be picking a certain movie to talk about. We'll be picking all of the movies to talk about. Specifically, Garrett and I have put together our top 10 list for the first half
1: of 2016. We certainly have. Uh, and this is like my kind of one of my favorite episodes to do over oh, year actually These are the best yeah I love the thus fars i do, and I like that we call them that i don 't know why, but I enjoy that mm-hmm. uh, two thousand and sixteen thus far, what has the first six months of the year brought us uh and i don 't know i 'm curious, do you want to like talk about the year thus far? Before we jump into what our 10s are, or should we hit the 10 and then collectively talk about the year so far?
0: Let's do both. But before we do any of that, yeah. um, oh, yeah, we've please. got one, one real quick plug. Actually, I think we have... I, I know this, this is going to come out after yeah, your show, but, but one real going, big quick plug. big plug. We've got Movie Movie Live. It is yes. coming up this Wednesday, June 15th. It is the Ghostbusters edition in honor of the new chapter of the Ghostbusters saga Yes, that is going to be coming yeah. out this year, I can't uh, which it's crazy to think that, that there is another Ghostbusters coming out. Thirty-two years later, it's just—it's Ghostbusters was born the same year that I was born. Yeah, and it
1: is still a a bankable and and loved uh, product. It's like that's fucking cool. Did you watch any of the videos of uh, the cast of the original and the new cast on Kimmel? I watched the one you shared, dude. I I, (laughs) just cheesed the whole time. I was not (laughs) joking. I was literally tearing up at my desk at work just watching a bunch of people have the time of their lives and inspire a whole audience to just like go nuts and have fun. Oh yeah. And it's that's something that Ghostbusters does. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. those people. It's something that Ghostbusters does for people. Mm-hmm. It was the combination of Ray Parker Jr being there to do the theme and the original guys there and the you know the the new cast there. It was I don't know, it was cool. It was it got me really that's, excited uh, for
0: the new movie. When Leslie Jones was first reacting to the criticism of mm-hmm. of her character mm-hmm. being like a token or a black yes. trope and she said, "You know what? It's not it's not, you, you know, don't make this into that thing. Right. You know, what I'm here to say is anyone could be a Ghostbuster. Mm-hmm. It's a Ghostbusters mm-hmm. thing. And what she tapped into by saying that is precisely what you're talking about. Yeah. Is, like, Ghostbusters, you know, through its highs, lows, and whatevers, like, it is truly, a, it's, it's about two things, making the studio money and bringing <laughs> us joy. Yes. And you know I don't care about the money thing. That's no. any movie. But it does bring joy, yes. and, and consistently brings joy. Yep. And whatever the new movie may bring, and I have high hopes for it. Something the about the joy that I got just from the trailers alone, uh, you know
1: bank yes. done, like totally in my heart. I love it. It's something about that iconography, that music, the those character. Uh, um, what do you want to call them? Uh, 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 stereotypes, or mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a better word for that. There's um, just so much imagination on display. Y- yes, and yes, It
0: really, as a youth for me, it tapped into. Like when you think about the concept of Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's batshit. Yes. Pitch that to me when in a world where Ghostbusters doesn't exist. They're
1: firefighters, but they. But not only
0: did they do it, yeah. But it took, and I mean, there's a Ninja Turtles out now too. Yeah. Pitch that to me, yeah. Pitch me that. Yeah. You cannot do <laughs> no. it. Yet they're still going strong, yeah. And there's passion surrounding it. Yes. You know, positive, negative, whatever. The fact that there is so much motherfucking passion. Yes. Around Ghostbusters is fucking awesome. Yes. And we will be celebrating it this yes, Wednesday, we at Filamoca. It's only five dollars. Yes. So you definitely want to check it out. And it's
1: not. It's not even out yet. So I'm sure that that will. Show shake up the list in yes, the future yes. but you know I, uh, we'll see I am, I, I am beyond delighted to be finally doing a game show about uh, you know my favorite movie uh, still ever made I rewatched it the other night found out Venkman's basically a rapist still my favorite movie
0: can one really rape a ghost? <laughs> well, I guess no. It was a possessed, it was a possessed person. person. Either way. Yeah, yeah, that is fucked up. Just, <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. He just carries around, oh, you know, just rape just drugs. <laughs> tranks her and then kisses her on the neck. <laughs> in the 80s, you either had coke in your pocket yeah. or rape drugs. Yep. You were either going to be part of a, like, CD crime thriller yeah. or a 80s rape frat boy comedy. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> it's, which, uh,
1: which some might say is also a CD crime thriller.
0: Yes, yes, it could uh,
1: even seedier because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's so fun looking. Oh god, uh, the eighties, gnarly, what gnarly a time.
0: So uh, I was looking at my list of yes. of ten movies so far this year that I really loved, and I was trying to uh, I was trying to pull out a uh, a theme by looking at them. Yeah, what do you got? And, uh, I I actually don't really have any direct theme. I think some of it is. I think a lot of it is is reactive in a way but mm-hmm. I think saying that is reductive in a way because yes. all film is reactive to something. 100%. You know you're responding to something. And um you know we can talk about it more as we get into the titles but I had this I don't know, the the I hate this word because people use it to make themselves sound smart but when yeah. I look at this this list it is eclectic in that yeah. I cannot find really a A thing to you know, I have I have a sequel on here. Right, I have a a spiritual sequel on here. Uh I you know I have like I have a documentary. I have art house stuff. It's very very weird. That's
1: I was gonna say that it feels uh, reflective of how schizophrenic and chaotic just our our national conversation seems this Mm -hmm. year. Right. Well, as we all get better. Not necessarily, I mean, hopefully we're getting better at
0: communicating, because sure. we have more avenues to communicate, uh-huh. more things come down the pipeline for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's at the point where, you know, and, and, and there's this mentality that's partially correct in that if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Yeah. Because of this connectivity. Yeah. So there are so many hot button things that you yeah, can talk about. Yeah, there's like a change it yesterday that attitude. It's, exactly, yeah. exactly. That it's. That it's it's tough to to really focus on one thing, yeah. But there's such this big wash of thematic ideas in in society,
1: and then by proxy our art, yeah.
0: And so there is a
1: big mishmash here, and and that's kind of what I found know. too. And I I I don't know. I think I'll save some of these comments for like after we get through Certainly. these, but this year feels weak to me so far. Mm-hmm. But I think that's often kind of the case when you're only in June.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's. See, i i just love everything so much that it feels yeah, strong yeah yeah um cuz the thing is the movies that i picked like it actually wasn't difficult for me to get down to 10 right but the ones that i picked i think are all like really really strong entries yeah and uh you know that the cream does rise to the top yes. we are not at award season yet right um we, yeah, I tend to think the our years blockbusters build were, and build were all and build. kind of identical this year. Yeah, they were. You know, know. it was just superheroes fighting amongst one another. Yep. we got three of those in the bag and already in a and, month's time. Basically, and they're all and they're all middling quality, uh, yeah. in my opinion. Yes, so it's just it, It's none of them made the list. No, so blockbuster season is kind of almost nonexistent. Yeah, it's, it's like a moved dub to this earlier. because yeah. it's moved to spring, mm-hmm. and I can't think of anything else. I mean, the big push right now is for a Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Um, as well as the the other big push is Swiss Army Man. So, yeah, yeah, And yeah. the whole angle of Swiss Army Man's press is see something new and different. Right. And I love that. I Which think is that's great. cool. I really
1: wish I could see that before
0: I make this list. I know. But,
1: uh, you know, we're
0: just going to have to see.
1: I will say that, like, for for how many franchise movies there are this year, and it's it, it, part of this weird schizophrenia that I sort of see on my list does feel like I'm living in this film landscape that we were all afraid to be living in five years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that's that's you know that's being a little hyperbolic, but um, it does feel a little bit like that, like kind of terror universe where it's like they only spend money on the big sequels, and there's hardly anything to toss around for anything else. There's actually quite a few oh, yeah. original movies this year that Let's, got wide releases. Theme. Uh, and, you know, did okay at the box You know, not everything degraded at the box office Which is really unfortunate and disappointing But it, the fact that they are there That these movies are still being made is, uh, And they're making it to my list I think that's good news Absolutely you know? I, One of, the, one of the, the things I hate most When I talk about movies with people Is
0: they go, nah, there's nothing new mm-hmm. Everything's been done Open your fucking eyes. Yeah, there's tons of
1: stuff coming out. There
0: are three things that have all been done before that are being shoved in your face. But as of right now, there is more venue for exhibition than ever before. Yeah. I mean, I have four theaters within walking distance of my apartment that play... You know, uh, you know, not not main, you know, mainstream not like stuff. Like wide release movies, exactly. As yeah. well as two others that do. Yeah. Um. I have a computer, <laughs> and on that computer, I have HBO and uh-huh. I have Netflix and I have Mubi and yep. there's Shout Factory and yep. there's there you know Hulu. All this shit. There's Crack actually has a good
1: selection. I just discovered. There's, there's tons break, of these. Break.
0: Dot com has movies that yeah. you that you forgot existed. I watched Hot to Trot on Break <laughs> once. Um. Because why not? Yeah. Why not? Talking horses, Bobcat. It's amazing. <laughs> But uh, it is pretty amazing. You should watch the movie. <laughs> I really kind of want to see that now that you've It's very it. weird, but yeah. it's it's you know it's it's yeah. an 80s comedy. Like you either had the rape comedy
1: yeah. or talking horses. Luckily, yeah. this is on talking horses. Yeah. Uh, the angle, but, you, uh, you know what I heard? I just real quick, I heard Bobcat tell a story on a podcast. I don't remember which one. Oh, Doug Loves Movies the other day <laughs> about Hot to Trot, and he said that the horse hated him because the only way they could get the horse to quote unquote talk was to basically whip it. Anytime oh, Bob said a line. So Bobcat says a line and then the horse has to talk yeah, yeah, yeah. back. He's so as soon as Bobcat nature. talks, they whip the horse so that its mouth will move. And it doesn't help. That he it. Like exactly. It. <laughs> so the whole time he was like, dude, we would just get like one take at a time and then the horse would go ape shit and try and eat me. <laughs> that's insane. Isn't that insane? Oh, horses scare and me. And that too. was not that long ago. <laughs> that was yeah, the 80s. That's how it was done? Oh. There's a great Mr.
0: Show sketch where John Ennis plays an actor wrangler. Yeah. And the, the sketch like presupposes that actors are are stupid animals. Okay. Like in order to get two actors to kiss on screen, he puts peanut butter on their mouths and they just lick (laughs) each other's faces or like to look at a certain cue. He's like whipping. (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny. That's great. That's what I always think of. Oh yeah. But I I hate when people say that there's nothing new. There's more outlet to, there's more exhibition to, to see. I mean, there's just a million ways that you can see a movie And because of the dawn of that type of release and digital filmmaking, there are a million more films being made by interesting and diverse filmmakers. Uh So there's a lot of new,
1: cool, interesting stuff. You just have to find it. Yeah. And be willing to take a chance on it is the other thing. That's the reason we feel like there's less being made is because Hollywood fears that you're not going to go see the original thing. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't take a chance on the original thing and you just go see the sequels, it only fuels that fire more. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, that's I I agree. I like living in a city where I'm so close to all these theaters that play things that are not wide release movies because then I can just go take a chance pretty easily. You Mm -hmm. know, I can just I got time on a Saturday. I'm just going, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll go find something. I'll pick something and go. It's worth it. It's always worth it. Even when the movie's not great, I feel like I, uh, I don't know, I feel fulfilled by it somehow that I just something. went to make a decision. You know, I went, I made a decision, I made a choice with my money, and, and then I get to be, you know, I get to have this podcast. I get to have this conversation with mm-hmm. you about it. So even if the movie's not great, I get a good conversation about it. And I, I think that's almost more worthwhile. I think you know? that's,
0: that's where all the value is. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? You put money into a filmmaker's pocket that might not always have it, mm-hmm. and who knows what's coming out next. Yeah. Well, I think we should start, because that start. actually describes my first movie oh, on my list. Hit me. Number 10? Uh, number 10 is a movie that I always saw the poster. Uh-huh. I was always like, I don't know what the fuck this is. And then uh, one, uh, just someone I knew was like, hey, I saw this movie randomly, and it was actually really cool. Yeah. And so I went to see it, and I talked about it last uh, last show, uh, Embrace of the Serpent. Oh, okay. Embrace of the Serpent is a black and white, total fart house movie, uh-huh. just like completely, completely art house adventure yeah. about a... Oh, I got to come up with the most sensitive, insen- uh, not insensitive, whatever, the most loving word for this guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a savage, we'll call him. Okay. But um, he's not a savage. He's a yeah, nice yeah. guy. He's like a tribesman. Okay. Um, you would refer to him, <laughs> like, I want to call him a cannibal, because he has that look. does the movie take place? Well, it, it takes place in two different times. Okay. One time is very far in the past, where a white adventurer meets up with this, uh God, I, I just, we'll just call him a villager. Sure. Uh, meets up with this villager and says, I'm very, very sick. I know that you know where this plant is that can heal me. Mm-hmm. you got to take me there before I die. Mm-hmm. And so it is them on a mission for this plant. Simultaneously yeah. is much later in life, that same villager, an old man now, and another young white adventurer comes up and says, I read this journal about a guy that you took to see a plant, and I want to see this plant. Hmm. Take me to it. Yeah. But the guy who's the connection between the two, the, the villager guy, he... Yeah. Um, he doesn't quite remember that far back. Mm-hmm. And so you watch these two adventures happen side by side. It's a little bit trippy. Yeah. It's a little bit fucked up. It's... That sounds good. It's it's really good. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It's, it's dark. It's like colonialism. Yeah. It's an adventure. And... Oh, it's cool. Is it American? Of the serpent. What, uh... I don't believe it's American. It is not in English. Okay. I think it's partially in English. Okay. And it's ever so slightly partially in color, but I don't want to get into it. Oh, okay. Cool movie. Yeah. Brace of the Serpent is my number 10 and it was just a random, I have nothing to do tonight, and yeah. I have this $10 bill, let's go see something. Took your chance. Boom. And it was worth it. It was yeah. It was awesome.
1: I love that. Yeah. That's great. Uh, and, my... and you know what? It could climb my, li- my list if I saw it again. Yes. Because I would watch it again. I g- I think I'm going to repeat that a few times uh, over the course of this list. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been meaning to revisit a lot of these movies, and I think probably as the year goes on, uh, these things are going to shift around as I get a chance to rewatch a few mm-hmm. of them. Because I definitely want to re- that's... Always a good sign. I definitely want to rewatch a handful of these movies. Uh, for, actually, that's a good description of the first one. Hail Caesar is my number ten.
0: Ah, right on. That comes up a little bit later in my list. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, I really enjoyed Hail Caesar. I don't know if it's because I went in with slightly lowered expectations because people seemed pretty middle of the road on it. You know, the the reviews were kind of mixed, and I didn't get a chance to see it until like you know I didn't get to see it right away. And uh, I just I love the Coen Brothers. I always have. Um, and this, fe- this felt to me. Like um, almost like an anthology of the Coen brothers. Mm-hmm. It had all these little pieces of things that they've been interested in and touched on throughout their career in different ways. Uh, but it was, and it was almost like sort of their madcap style from their earlier career. But with the more philosophical, with the more philosophical... I don't you guys heard that. I farted. I, I kind of hope that that came through. I do too. That's a yeah. good one. Uh, I, you know, it's it's got like their... But their philosophical interest in the idea that life is sort of cyclical and maybe meaningless and there's absurdity in the meaninglessness, but that's also where there's meaning that they've been really interested in over the last like three or four movies of their career. Mm-hmm. It's kind of all those things in a blender, and I really appreciated that about it. That being said, it's number 10 on my list because like a lot of Coen Brothers movies... Uh, It's doing so much. It uh, kept me a little bit at a distance. I feel like I do need to see it a few more times to really get into it and feel what is so, you know, uh, understand the humor of it and the humor of the characters a little more, as well as the machinations of the story and some of the philosophical themes they're trying to, like, tear apart. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like most of their movies, second or third viewing, is when I, like, really hit a peak with, like, oh, Uh, this is great, you know? Uh, So I'm excited for those viewings, but just on a first watch... Really enjoyable. It's so and funny. Brolin is so fucking funny so in that movie. He's doing a John Polito impression the yep. whole time. And it's so funny. Joe Polito. Yeah,
0: sorry. Joe, Joe Polito. Yeah. Well, he's doing. It. I'll get into it later because I have it on yes, my list yeah. a little bit later, but. The one thing that that Coen Brothers movies are always about, yes, a hundred percent of the time, it's about them doing their job. Yeah, um, every single movie is about st- is about storytelling in yep. some way, and this one is their first one that I can think of outside of some aspects of Barton Bart Frank yeah. that take place in the film in industry, the film industry, and speaks towards that's their job as these storytellers is raining in all of yeah. these these concurrent stories to try and present it to you. Yeah, and that's what. uh now I can't think of his name, but that's what Josh Brolin's job is. Yes, is let's just take all of these and put it together. And there's a certain power that comes with going. Ah, you know, what? just fuck it. It's gonna yeah. work itself out. Yeah, I, I jokingly referred to it as "burn after Trumbo" because <laughs> it's it's of that era, but yes. it's totally burn after reading, where yep. it's just
1: pop 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 pop. Yep, yep, yep. But we'll get into
0: it. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to talk uh, more about it. I really enjoyed
1: it. It, it was a really fun. They've movie. never made a bad movie. No. They've made some that were less good than others. Yes. But most were masterpieces. Yeah. And that is one of the ones I'm most looking forward to rewatching because I mm. do think probably on a rewatch it's going to bump up my list a bit.
0: And uh, what's his name? Uh Channing
1: Tatum's Dude, Tap Dance is this year's shit. Oscar Isaac robot dance. Yes. It's a hundred percent. That song is hilarious. Oh, yeah. the, the just the the subtext that's no not even subtext <laughs> is hilarious. There's gonna be no
0: dames at scene. Yeah.
1: No dames. Oh my god. Yeah, that uh and, and you know they gave everybody so much to do. Like Scarlett Johansson has a great small small mm. role, but really fun role. Uh, Tilda Swinton has a really fun couple of roles. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they give everybody like really fun, interesting stuff to do. I'd
0: say the person who's used least is the the poster. Yeah, uh, is, uh, is Clooney. Clooney. He's just but, uh, kind of, but he's the, great. But he's a MacGuffin. Yeah. What better MacGuffin to uh, have than George Clooney himself? Uh, yes, uh, playing
1: which, in, a, in a like sort of a version of himself. Yeah, kind of Cary Grant. I feel like yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, it, it is the perfect. Yeah, he, it, it's a great movie, and I really like the way they use Clooney in it. Actually, because mm. he's not the star ultimately, but it's about him being the star. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> well, it's like, you know, if you want to get Clooney for your movies,
0: you have to align the planets in a certain way, <laughs> yes. and he's got to want to do it. Yes. And the problem with the guy who plays Caesar in this is he doesn't really particularly want to do anything. No. He's just kind of like,
1: oh, well, can I get fucked up when the shoot's done? Yeah, sweet. He's just haplessly just doing what he does his way through. Oh, and this is the introduction to our future. Uh, young Han Solo. Yes. Uh, Alan Alderick or something like that. Is that uh, right? Alden, Alden Ald- Ehrenreich. Yeah, Alden yeah. Ehrenreich. And he's great <laughs> he's in this. awesome. He's really, f- and would, I can see. Would that it were so simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would that it were so simple. Twer. Twer. Would that it were no, so no, no, simple. No, no, no. Look at me. Look at me. Would that it were so simple. With it, so simple. With, the, what's, what with the, the, what's With it, what's, with it, it
0: What was the line that he eventually gets to later, where it's just like, like uh, I wish it was easier. Yeah, <laughs> so like it was like yeah, 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 But even that is a distillation of the whole, the whole. Uh, you know, them telling a story about storytelling yes. is that you can sit there, and the Coens are known for. You have to read the script. Mm-hmm. Do not improv. Mm-hmm. Read the mm-hmm. script. Read the script. Read the script. But there comes a point where it's like. If the story is not going to happen with the script, like yeah. you, you have to start to shave it. You yes. have to
1: start to round these corners. Yeah, it, it's it's wild. And I feel like that kid shows off shades of Harrison Ford in that scene. Not, oh, absolutely, not in a direct way, but I could totally see it. When the, his name the came up choice. in that list, I was like, Yeah, that's. that's I was rooting the guy. for Miles Teller to do Han Solo, and only in hindsight now do I
0: realize that not only do I not want him, I think he's a terrible choice. Right. Yes. And this guy is perfect. And I was only
1: rooting for him because I liked Whiplash so much. Basically, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, oh, I know he's a great actor, so let's give it to him just because he's a great. Actor, but I think this kid is like he actually has something that mm-hmm. reminds me of Harrison Ford in some ways. He's way. got that charisma. Yeah. Yep. Ah, what the Can't yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. My number nine is, um, and I
0: talked about this two shows ago because I was absolutely floored by this documentary, Wiener. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wiener is awesome, especially because we're in an election year uh-huh. and a part, uh, one that resembles so much of a circus. Yeah. And there's so much to pick apart in terms of just. How a presidency is won, how a campaign is run, how yeah. we respond to it, how the media handles it—all of that, you know. We 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 hate scandal. We look for scandal. Yeah, you know. We we want honesty, but we we run from honesty. Yeah. We want comfort. We want, and it's it's crazy. All of this stuff, and Wiener touches upon all of it. Um, Anthony Weiner, yep. uh, what's in a name? Uh, <laughs> he got. Uh, he was a. Is uh, he a New York senator? He was a congressman, congressman. that... Um, he's from New York. Yeah. He was a congressman that was known for being very fiery, very mm-hmm. loud, and really standing up for the people. And I'm not a very political person, but from what I understand, uh, as a member of the middle class, he was a very strong defender of the middle class. Sure. And people really liked his policies. Yeah. And he was a little brash, and he was a little... You know, he had a, a problem with impulse control, mm-hmm. which is what got him... Uh, I mean, the movie opens with him uh, in some 9-11 commission... Fighting for uh, the the rights and the benefits for the firefighters that were there that yeah. day, and it's such a clear cut case of right and wrong, and all of the the old white powers that be are just like, well, yeah, blah 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 blah, and yeah. he's just saying, no, that is wrong. You need to support these people. These yeah. are, you know, and it's it shows how good and passionate he was. Yeah. And then he tweeted a photo of his penis bulge. <laughs> yeah. And his name's Wiener. Uh-huh. And so we slurped that up like yeah. so much delicious ice cream. Uh-huh. And he he had to resign, and he had a falling out uh, with with all of that stuff. But what do we love more than that? A comeback story. Mm-hmm. And he decides to run for mayor of New York. And this movie was docu- was a documentary crew just. Following his rise back into prominence, mm-hmm. his potentially successful mayoral campaign, right, and then uh more pictures of his penis got leaked <laughs> and it just crumbles and mm-hmm. they didn't plan this, yeah it was just it they were just going to make some shitty documentary yep. about him coming back into good graces, but instead, we watch this epic crumble of this this guy who just has no impulse control, yeah, and you come out of it with this weird feeling because you wonder like. This is obviously a guy who has a problem with honesty and impulse control, but he's obviously a politician that that does stand up for things that I I believe I would also stand right. up for, or want to have stood up for on my behalf. But you feel weird about it. Here's a right. guy who owns up to his discretions and you respect that. But here's a guy who can't help but repeat these discretions over and over again. So you feel and so by the end I don't know how I feel about him. Interesting. But the only talking head in the entire documentary. Is Anthony Weiner? That's incredible. And so, and he asks the camera literally, like, "Why am I letting people uh, film this?" Yeah. And is he a glutton for punishment? Is he an egotist? Is it both? I don't know. But it says so much about what's happening now with stuff that happened. You know, I guess it was probably four years ago.
1: Oh, is it that long ago now? Jesus.
0: I don't know. Either way, it was just—it's a cool movie, and it's the kind of documentary that doesn't have much artifice to it, simply because the documentary
1: that they set out to make right. is not the one that happened in front of them, yeah. and the cameras were on. Yeah, It's
0: cool. Oh, I love that.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Because, yeah, that, that uh, I I feel like I run into that with documentaries a lot, where I feel like I can't tell where reality is and where the filmmaking is, mm-hmm. you know? Well, they can uh, be edited so so much so that you're just like...
0: You, this revelation happened, and then you said, "Pump the brakes." Let me get the camera on. Yeah, and can you do that again? Put some tears into it. Yeah. You know, show those teeth. Yeah, and
1: it's uh, there's there. I that line sometimes is hard to see, and so I, I I do appreciate when I feel like a documentary is actually just a story unfolding on camera. Mm. You know, this one unfolds. It's it's
0: brutal. Yeah, and it's slimy. And you feel bad for the guy, and you also feel like, good, fuck this guy. Yeah. And I left it. I, have, I don't know what my opinion is on yeah. it, but I, it's a great movie.
1: I really want to see great that. a great movie. And I've seen a lot of good things about it uh, mm-hmm. that, that has been recommended to me often. It's good. Yeah. It's um, real good. So my number nine uh, is the only superhero movie that made my list this year, and it is Deadpool. Uh, I thought about that one It it, didn't make my list Yeah, here's why Well, so I only saw 22 movies so far this year So Mm -hmm. it was, you know I I didn't have a a whole lot to choose from Uh, But I did put it over Hail Caesar uh, And it's because I saw a lot of comedies this year so far Mm -hmm. uh, And I saw a lot of superhero movies this year so far And a lot of them were not very good and Deadpool was the best version of all of those things in one movie this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be on my top ten at the end of the year. I sincerely doubt it. It's not necessarily a great movie, but I had a really good time with that movie, and it does a lot of things. You know, it almost felt like I was a glutton for punishment by the time I got done with X Men Apocalypse mm-hmm. because it was like I have seen this movie like three times this summer already. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas Deadpool felt totally original with. Actually, doing much less than any of those other movies uh, tried to the, do. This the year. format of that movie is really something special. So simple yeah. and straightforward, uh, with you know the the fun sort of manipulation they do with the timeline of the story. Mm, that, that's what
0: I mean. Like the yeah. fact
1: that it's just one battle sequence
0: yeah. where he's telling a story yeah. as he kills these guys. Yeah, so it's awesome. It's great. It's really straightforward. It
1: it's really simple. The movie was funny. I just really enjoyed it. I had a really good time in the movies with that movie and just in where we're we're in this decade right now where that's a lot of what we get is is these superhero movies and stuff it felt nice to see one this year that oh, yeah. uh, felt outside of the pack a little bit, you know.
0: And I like a, at a time where like we're getting increasingly serious about yeah. our superhero movies to the point where it's like, you know, you need you need to be deflated a little bit. Yeah. This doesn't. My favorite thing in Deadpool, and I think about this many, many days of my week, and it makes me laugh, is the very beginning, when it's going through the cast. Yeah. And it's just, you know, crediting different people. But it doesn't say anyone's name. No. You know, it's like, a, you know, starring a CGI character. Yeah. Right? Blah, blah. The way they describe Ryan Reynolds is the perfect idiot. Yeah. That's so brilliant. Yeah.
1: So brilliant. I think it, uh, it's God's own idiot. Yeah, God's idiot. I think it's specifically, idiot, like yeah. yeah, yeah, which is so great. So I, good. Yeah. And they, uh, man, I think they listed the director as some hack or something like yeah, that. Like yeah. some studio hack or something.
0: And that's, there's a bold thing happening in yeah. this
1: movie in some type of way. Like the... The, uh, the, the
0: marketing material was him using his gun as a penis, as a, yep. which is says so many things, but it's also just crass, too. Yeah. Um, there's a scene in which he gets anally pegged by yeah. his girlfriend yeah. <laughs> because it was Women's Empowerment Day. Exactly. That's how they celebrate. Exactly. There's such crazy shit yeah. going on, but it's... I love the idea of crassness yep. for the sake of crassness, but even more I love the idea of crassness in service of like some actually kind of funny idea.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it was it did feel uh, legitimately subversive without being offensive, which mm-hmm. I think is actually pretty hard today. Oh you know? absolutely. Uh so yeah, I really enjoyed Deadpool and mm-hmm. it made my list. That's actually that's interesting to to note too,
0: because yeah. there's always this this war of you know, respect your audience. And then on the other side, lighten up. Yeah. And I think the perfect mix is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But I think Deadpool meets that. Yeah. Because... you know, there are people that are going to be like, "That's too much." Totally, but I don't think there's anything that I could point at and be like, "That's an issue." Yeah, yeah, you know, like, that's my memory. It's just dirty. Yeah, and you know, there's poopies and peepees, yeah. and and it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good, but it it's feels so violent. Yeah,
1: it feels like pretty respectful to all of its characters. Absolutely. Like, uh, now I'm thinking about it. Maybe, maybe I'd point a finger at the cab driver. Maybe there's some racism in that, and that would be maybe all I could think of. And that's me, me. I'd have to see. It yeah, again. that's me pulling it. Much stuff. Of I don't the, know the cab yeah. driver. Yeah. I forget who it, it was, was. A, the the joke of it was a little bit doesn't he have a funny name and I think oh, okay, sometimes yeah, that can yeah, be a little bit racist but yeah, yeah. Other, but actually otherwise they treat that character very well it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's very much Deadpool liking and respecting that guy and wanting mm-hmm. to help that guy so you know not hating on his hustle but anyway hit me with your number eight number eight for
0: me and I know this has got to be on your list was Green Room it is on my list okay is it I'm assuming it's higher it's we higher didn't, we didn't line up. Um, Green Room is just an awesome, we'll get into the the meat and potatoes of it later, but it is just an awesome, slick genre film. Yeah. It's so good. It is just airtight and brutal and uh, I don't want to say mean because it's not mean, but it ain't nice. No. It's just a good solid flick like it's a thrill ride. Yeah. They
1: don't make them like that anymore except when they do and they did. You, it's very good. You called it uh John Carpenter in your review oh, yeah. and I think about that all the time. I you John that Carpenter is a very apt,
0: yeah. Yep. Well, I think um
1: should we save it for later? I'll I'll say this. Go ahead.
0: The of course the main compa- uh, you know it is a a tower defense movie. Yes. A uh, what is it called? Uh, a, uh, it's a single location uh yeah, what you, siege movie. Siege it's a movie, siege yes. film. Yes. Like siege. <laughs> um it's a siege film and so yeah. the the to me, the bar of comparison there is always going to be uh, Assault on Precinct 13. Sure. But one of the things they did in Green Room that makes it, to me, superior to Assault on Precinct 13, at least in this one way, is that in Assault on Precinct 13, which is so hard to say repeatedly, <laughs> um, when AOP 1 3, when AOP 1 3, that happened, that's the Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, when AOP 1 uh, 3 did its thing. Uh, they didn't characterize the bad guys. They were yeah. just like, yeah, they took a blood oath, which means they're going to keep coming and you at home shouldn't feel bad when we blow their heads off. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Perfect function. And that's all I ask. Yeah. And Green Room does that, but instead of just, oh, it's a blood oath, yeah. they actually characterize all of the villains. Yeah. They give them their own internal story as well yep. so that even amongst their ranks, there are certain guys that, as much as you hate them, you are sort of rooting for. Yeah. Not to win, but to... To change, yeah, um, to, to make the right decision when your back's against the wall, and watching this play out back and forth is, is just awesome.
1: It's like watching a, a chess match where suddenly some of the pieces are maybe changing sides, which mm-hmm. is really kind of interesting and really fun. Uh, yeah, that's going to come up a little bit later on my list, actually.
0: Green Room. Uh, yeah. Really, really awesome, thrilling movie. I, I joked in my review that when I walked out of the theater, I was like ready to count my six-pack because <laughs> I was just clenched yeah. the entire time I clenched. And yeah. I left just unable to hold pee anymore because I I burned those muscles from <laughs> clenching. Yeah.
1: It's awesome. That's pretty rad. Uh, I think this is probably going to be on your list at some point. My number eight is The Vitch. Ah, yes, minus is, mine is higher. Yes, uh, I quite enjoyed the witch. Uh, <laughs> the, the witch. The witch. Uh, I Bitch. I think that it is. Um, I don't know. It's one of those movies that, like, formally is kind of amazing. You know, it uh, it really is outside of what I think about when I think about filmmaking, especially now. It really the way it looks and feels is kind of unlike the way we make movies now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um even the acting feels like it's from a different era or even a different planet. You know, it's like it's all um very specific and particular to this world that he's creating and building, which I really appreciated. Uh it kept me a little bit at a distance. Uh I wanted this is another one that I want to rewatch because I I think that was just a lot the language and the setting and all that stuff mm-hmm. is like it's a lot to it asks a lot of the audience i think which is totally okay but does make it a little seen difficult seen it twice yeah. it gets better yeah because you
0: you're not waiting to find out what happens right. next you know what happens right. next so you're just kind of like um living in those the, moments the dread is thicker yeah. because you actually know what you're dreading mm-hmm. and it's and that ending
1: is so bold and so unlike anything you see yeah and uh, yeah i liked that a lot a Yeah, lot. That's I, I really enjoyed that movie list. and i think um you know we can talk about this if you want a little bit more when we get to it on your list but i, I one of the things that i struggle with with the movie is i think thematically it's sort of fascinating uh but i don't know i don't even really know what to do with it 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 seems like uh it's a pretty feminist story it's about a mm. woman who lives in a world in a society that um you know is basically doing everything it can to keep her powerless mm. uh and then she's accused of being a thing and I don't want to spoil this for people, I guess. Uh, I'll
0: I'll say this. I, I think that it might not even be directly feminist, but right. I think that to me the direct thing is just, you know, how does how dangerous is it how how dangerous is it on a emotional, mental, and physical health level to live suppressed? Yeah. And I agree. Yeah. And in that it very much ties into feminism yes. because that is what is essentially done to women and still happens yes. is you must suppress your desires because Technically, I mean, we're frankly, we're afraid of them. Yeah. And uh, that's, but that can go across any sort of mm-hmm. social suppression. Yeah, you're right. As a response to oppression. And this is, there's so many layers on here of just certain things being suppressed, yeah. be it for reasons of faith, reasons of gender, reasons of fear, or just reasons of necessity. I mean, these yeah. people are, they were booted out of their town for reasons unknown yep. and must live on the land. And then there's the suppression that comes with pride. That's what brings down the dad. Yep. I don't want to say too much. But no, yeah, yeah. I think thematically, it is about right. suppression to the point that if you release what is suppressed, it can be healthy. Yeah. But if you suppress it for too long when you release it, it can be black magic. Yeah, it yeah. Can yeah, yeah. Witch-like. It can be witch yeah. like. It can be menacing because
1: it's been broiled for so long yeah. under suppression. Yeah, that's a really good read of it because I do, the ending is where I start. Questioning what is going on, which it could be, you know, depending on how you want to read it, and I don't want to spoil it for people, so I'll just kind of leave this a little bit vague. But um, depending on how you want to read it, uh, you, you could say that um, no progress is made for that character. Mm-hmm. Um, they're moving from one system to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be not necessarily suppressing them in the same ways, but. Uh, well
0: that 's that explosion i 'm talking about right yeah, oh, I it's know like now that 's why, like yeah. why I like your interpretation yeah it 's dangerous that 's why I like your interpretation
1: because I think you there is a way to yeah there 's a lot of ways to read that ending, and that 's mm. where it gets both interesting and problematic uh, for me chills, yeah thinking about the, the visual. i know it's I such know a good visual i know and but that 's where it gets interesting and problematic for mm. me, and that 's why it kept me a little bit at a distance and it's why I want to see it again because i i 'm i 'm it 's one of those movies where I feel like it 's so thick with text that mm. uh I could quote-unquote, read it over and over and over again and get more out of it every time and think different things about it every time. And that's kind of my favorite kind of thing. That's, it's that's good. It, that's how i got on my it's list. It's so rewatchable. Yeah. It's,
0: it's considerably higher on mine. We'll we'll get yeah. into it, or, or maybe we won't. We'll see. All right, so my number seven is, and I hope to God this is on your list because I really loved this yeah. movie, The Nice Guys. It is on my list. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, Shane Black's uh, 70s uh, buddy guy. Buddy, it's it's buddy Shane Cop. Black yeah. doing a Shane Black movie. Um yeah, it's, yep. it's so good. Fat Russell Crowe is, like, my new favorite <laughs> thing in the whole right world. in it. Ryan Gosling does this part where, um, I don't know if you've ever seen Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I've not seen that one, no. In Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, there's a part where Dracula starts to come out of his chest. Yeah. And Costello sees him, and he's so filled with fear that he... And he's trying to yell for for Bud Abbott to come help Uh him, and he can't do it. And Uh and Ryan Gosling does exactly that when he comes across a dead body. And he does it with as much aplomb and as much charisma and as much just God-given knowledge of how to do humor as Lou Costello,
1: one of the greats.
0: That is untouchable. He to was great. Me. It's in so it.
1: good. They, I mean, they're—I don't know—that they're like the best on-screen duo. I didn't know I wanted. Yep. You know, this is the kind of thing. Uh, as much as I would love for it to
0: stand alone, if this followed the Shane Black property yes. of just oh, let's run with it and make a lethal weapon too, if, yep. like nice guys too, the nicer guys, the <laughs> nicest guys, yeah, yeah. and me, and then mean girls. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, if if they followed this or yeah. they eventually just we follow the the. uh private eye investigations uh-huh. of, uh fuck, now I'm not going to remember the names. March and... March and... Ah, whatever. Yeah. Either way, if we followed them, I could watch that forever. Helium March. I prefer, yes, Helium March. I, I would prefer it to be Left Alone, but these characters are so lovable that I would watch an HBO series about them yeah. just... But and, and the thing is, they're this is something that I think a lot of people would think is a problem with Shane Black movies. Uh-huh. Um with, with some of them, is... Yeah. Uh, The the whole idea of just, like, we're rooting for them because that's who's the star. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, these guys are despicable fucks. Yep. But that's also what I like about it. Yeah. Yeah. it's it's a little bit nasty it's a little bit nasty it's it's sort of in the way that like ocean's 11 i mean these guys at the end of the day they're thieves yeah but they do have a an altruistic mm-hmm. motivation more or less mm-hmm. whereas these guys they don't really have anything outside of self interest i yeah. mean they do touch upon uh, family elements but mm-hmm. even that that arc comes to a they just uh, chop yeah. it off but that's what i respect about it is because you know, even in a heightened reality, yeah, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be un-lifelike. Yeah. And in life, the arc sometimes just, you singe the end and move on. And it's just so, so, uh, this is probably the hardest I laughed at a movie this year, short of what my my number one later yeah
1: it, it probably is the funniest movie of the year at least as far as like just like movies for adults go you know oh, it yeah.
0: is uh that's the other thing too it's an adult comedy yeah.
1: that isn't isn't a you know like a hangover style thing not it's not cynical and not all of our characters have to be the best fucking people in the world like mm. i do like that this is a movie that's about like some pretty bad dudes but they're that's who the movie's about mm-hmm. so jump on board you know? and what's weird is I do get the sense that they know how bad they are. Yeah,
0: but they've also given up on trying to fix it. There's a and self-loathing. So this could to them. be the catalyst to to fixing it. Right. I mean, based on the final scene, probably not. Maybe not. Yeah. But you know, it's it's just Shane Black doing what he does yep. best and doing it with a post-Marvel budget. Yes. And it's. It's just so fun. Really
1: enjoyed it, and the photography of of you know L. A. in the '70s is like really, really oh, great. Yeah. It's it's cool. They
0: do a, a scene at a at a uh, party where Earth, Wind, and Fire are playing, yeah. and of course they're not, you no. know, they're old men now. Yeah, uh, but it, they it, that's cool. Yeah, you want uh, one of my coworkers today asked me actually. uh... Of our former guest oh, yeah. who did uh, Super Cops with us, Mike Spano. Yeah. Uh, hey, buddy. Hey, Mike. Uh, he asked, he was like, is this going to be on your list? I said, absolutely. Yeah. And he said, why do you think it was set in the 70s? And the only answer I could come up with was like, well, because the 70s were fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, that's it.
1: Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And, you know, uh, I don't know, because Shane Black's particular formula is more fun when there's no cell phones and the cars look cool. That's and, what he mentioned you know?
0: was in a movie like that, a cell phone solves a lot of the problems yeah. that... Are much more fun to watch when people are missing phone calls, using phone yeah. books,
1: and yelling across a room to one another, yeah. unable to get their ideas across. Yeah, that's I th- funny. I think it made you know it worked for that movie. That's mm-hmm. it's uh when it, when I think of buddy cops, that's about the era I'm thinking about, seventies, eighties. Yep. So it's it's weird to to
0: like it felt like Shane Black was making the movie that inspired him to write movies. Yes. It's, yes. It's the type of movie that that caused him to not create but really become the name of the buddy cop formula. Yeah. Uh he he is yeah that's who I associate with it uh-huh. because of Lethal Weapon and the Last Boy Scout and yeah. just all that stuff at Iron Man 3. Uh-huh. He uh yeah it's he was making the thing that that inspired
1: that. Yeah, yeah, it felt like a a, a pulp novel kind yep. of, you know, that inspired it's the movies just he already made. So funny. Yeah, it's I really so enjoyed funny. it. So funny. Dad it'll there's horse here and stuff. Just say dad there's horse here, don't <laughs> yeah. say and stuff. <laughs> Don't say ad stuff. Uh, My number seven is Midnight Special. Ah, that was the toughest cut I made. It
0: didn't make my list, and it could upon repeat viewings. Yeah. I loved that movie a lot, but it didn't stick with me.
1: Yeah. um, It stuck with me, I think, because we've talked about this before. Father son stories really do mm-hmm. it for me. The one line that stuck with me is is in that. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I think I know what you're referring to. What it's, is it? Take a guess. Uh the uh where where he says uh where where Alton says to him or what does he I think he says it to Alton first and then Alton responds, he says something like uh uh, I need to keep you safe or something like that. And he says, Dad, I'm fine, and or you don't need to protect me anymore. And he says, well, that, that's what I do. I protect you. That's- he says, that that is the line. And I think he
0: says something like, no, I'm coming with you. And he's like, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to protect me. He's like, I'm your father. That's part of the deal. Yeah, the, yeah, the way, yeah. And like, that's, yeah.
1: that's just it. Yep. That's, uh, that man, sat with me I, so hard, yeah. yeah. I really that movie did capture a sense of wonder to me mm-hmm. in a weird way. It, it it is not a Steven Spielberg movie. It gets compared to that a lot, and I can see why. And it does capture that sense I'd say of it's, wonder. What's his name? Lee doing a Spielberg right, movie? Right, exactly. But it's his flavor, exactly. Yeah, it's it because it does not capture wonder. I think in the same way that ET will capture your wonder. Mm-hmm. You know. Well this is distinctly not for no, kids. No. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I yeah and I think that's partly why I liked it too is it 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 takes these these sort of elemental things that I loved about movies growing up. And uses them to tell the adult version of me a story. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It uh, certainly taps into that, yeah. that. that wonder a little bit. Yeah, um, I was.
0: I, I think a lot of people had an issue with the ending.
1: I know. I really love that. I loved that. That ending. really hit me. Yeah.
0: Oh, I almost want to retrofit my list. No, no. I, no, I, I because
1: it. I get it. I I actually had the same thing. I think I gave it like a three star review. It was like I enjoyed it. I wasn't crazy about it. I want to see it again. But I did; it did stick with me. Something about hmm. that father son story, as they always do, it really sat with me, and so that uh, it it came up on my list.
0: I like a movie like that. It, um, have you seen Martha Marcy May Marlene? I haven't yet, and I've heard it's a that's good great. Movie. I they're not similar in many ways, but right. I think they're similar in that it, it it registered this. That is actually a really tremendous movie. Is that uh, and, Elizabeth uh, Olsen? Is that right? Elizabeth Olsen? And um, uh, uh, what's uh, the guy's uh, name? Uh, John Yes, Hawks. Right? Yes, Hawks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think that John Hogs. Well, either way. Yeah, I think that's his name. Uh, you know, Kenny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's yeah. his name? Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers' brother. brother. Kenny brother. Yeah. I was yeah. calling him Kenny Rogers, <laughs> not Kenny Rogers' brother. Who oh, hold him and fold him. Yeah. He. Um. Uh. It, it reminded me of that movie in that there's a bigger story that it's up to you to put together. Right. It only gives you the pieces that you need to know. Yep. And in doing so, the performances show you what motivates the characters. Yeah. And a movie with more detail would end up actually diluting all of that. Yes, and it's not diluted. I respect both of those movies because I don't feel that there's a second that was used. uh, There's there's nothing wasted. Everything points to, leads to,
1: and means something. Yes, and that's cool. And I think it features one of the best scenes of the year so far. The uh, the gas station sequence. Oh, that was cool. I think it's one of the best sequences this year. I really want to. Right? Wasn't that a great sequence? That was really good. Yeah. I think, uh, that, that, I think lady, that her st- story. Yeah, I think well, that, that she's there. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think <laughs> that stands them. up. Yeah, I know it's crazy. I think that really stands up against a lot of what came out this year. Mm-hmm. In that scene in particular. Have you um, seen Take Shelter? Not yet. Michael no, movie? I haven't seen any other Nichols movies actually. Uh,
0: that's uh, is it Nichols? I think that's Jeff his name. Nichols. Is it I, I Jeff Nichols? Michael, yes, that's Jeff right. Nichols. Yeah. I, I don't know why I do that. But uh, what was weird is I. Mud, I remembered not being moved by, uh-huh. but I watched it after driving twenty hours home from uh, New Orleans. So uh-huh. I, I, I don't think I even processed it. I just yeah. looked at it and was like, "What is everyone freaking out about?" <laughs> but uh, Take Shelter was like that is the one that Michael Shadden should have an Oscar for yeah. and doesn't. Yeah, but it's the same kind of thing. Like you just know that that it, it it's just a, a really economical tight thrilling movie that doesn't necessarily go big. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I do like that about it, actually, too. It's Mm -hmm. like, here's how you make a movie that sort of uh, gives me big ideas that in and of itself is not big, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, Unless a strained filmmaker would have been tempted to go Tomorrowland with it. Yeah, totally. And then it would have just been that. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. yeah, I, I really enjoyed that movie. I, I, it kind of holds up for me. I, I don't know if it's going to hit the top ten by the end of the year. I think you it, know, it has could the end to up in off. my top ten at the end of the year. But I think with a rewatch, on. it's another one that might uh, really come up, you know? Uh, really really launch through the air, high, high into the sky. So that's my number... What was that? Number seven. Was that number seven? So that puts you at six, my friend.
0: All right. And my phone's doing that thing where the screen is... Black and, oh, now it's in Facebook Messenger. Hang on a second. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, I hope this is on your list because this movie made me so happy, but my number six is Pee-wee's Big Holiday.
1: Oh, boy, you know what? That is number five on my list, so oh, let's right just on. talk about it. Let's yeah. do it. I I loved Pee-wee's Big Holiday. It's It's the kind of thing... That shouldn't
0: be possible. I know. And and they nailed
1: it. I had the best time watching this movie. Like, as far as, you know, I I said I saw a lot of comedies this year, Mm -hmm. and I didn't think a lot of the comedies were great this year. None of them were actually particularly bad, I didn't think, but, you know, not a lot of standout stuff. I was delighted by Pee-wee from the beginning to the end.
0: Yep. It. it I, I haven't. You know what it, what it was for me? And this sounds so weird to compare it on this level, but there are two movies in recent memory that when they ended, I was literally skipping through the streets yeah. with joy. And it was Pee-wee's Big Holiday and Star
1: Wars The Force Awakens. Yes!
0: I felt, I was like, the
1: thing I love is... Back. i know i i wanted Ugh. to i literally i could as soon as it was over i wanted to tell people how great the new Wee was and talk to other people about how great the new Wee was and nobody gave a shit and i was like i was like kind of upset by it i was like guys Wee is great and the new one is really great it's really good it's so
0: really fun good it's, it just
1: ah oh, it's so joyful well there's
0: there was an, a great av club article where they interviewed paul rubens yeah. and one of the questions they asked him was like Wee is this this thing like that <laughs> has this life like what is it about Pee-wee that works? Yeah. And Paul Rubens essentially said, I don't know. I don't want to know. Yeah. Let's just let it be. Yeah. Let it be its thing. Let it do what it does. Let's not try to analyze Pee-wee. Let's not try it. We just know that he works. Yep. So let's just have fun with him. Yeah. And I, I think he's right. I can't imagine trying to figure out what it is. I couldn't pinpoint it for you. I don't know what it is, but the, it's, the, it's the, so weird. The fact <laughs> that so one of the weird.
1: funniest things in the movie is one long take of him deflating a balloon. Yep. Is Straight un- from his stage show. Unexplainable. I cannot explain why that's so funny. Mm. I actually... See, if I were to see it live in front of me, I could maybe explain that to you after the fact. I could go, I don't know what it is. Something about him being live on stage, just deflating a balloon. The idea that he's using his and my time that way is hilarious, right? I could mm. maybe explain that to you. Doing it on camera in a movie where it's like, that could be a sound effect and and like there's so many layers of artifice to it that it's like... That should not be entertaining in any way. I cannot explain to you why that is so funny, but it made me laugh so uncontrollably oh, yeah. hard. It's, it well, is I mean, inexplainable. He is
0: in, a, in an Amish oh, community, I, yes, and he's introducing them to the concept yes. of fun, and the concept of fun to him is deflating a balloon yep. and playing happy birthday with it or
1: jingle bells or whatever. Well, that's the ultimate punchline of that is hilarious uh, once you get to the actual end of that scene uh and even part of one of the things i like about the long shot is you can also see the all of the amish people like working in the field and the longer the the sound of the balloon goes on the more of their heads start to perk up and turn that direction and they start to move towards him mm-hmm. which is like a very funny visual gag uh but yeah it just i yeah it was delightful and mvp joe Manganello.
0: joe Mag- joe Manganiello. Yeah, uh
1: come again uh Joe Manganiello. Joe,
0: Joe. Manganiello. Actually there's one joke, my favorite joke in the whole movie is an exchange between uh Pee Wee and, and and Joe Manganiello uh-huh. um where Pee Wee it's it it is self-aware yeah. but it's also not yeah. in that he doesn't recognize Joe Manganiello as a celebrity Right. and he's like oh you don't recognize me? Have you <laughs> yeah. ever seen a, he's like oh you never saw this? He's like you never saw you never saw, uh, he's like, oh, you, you don't know Magic Mike? Right. And Pee Wee's just like, no, you'd think. Yeah, yeah. And that's so funny because it's in in our world, yeah. it's funny because, of course, Pee Wee, this weird uh, like boy man yeah. that we don't know what his his we don't know what his sexuality right. is, would probably love a movie about male strippers. Yes. But in the context of Pee Wee, it's just like, he knows Amazing Larry, why yeah. wouldn't he know Magic Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fucking yeah. funny. It's it's awesome, and it's on Netflix. It's fucking free. It is yeah. so
1: good. You got to see it. It's so good. I really can't recommend it enough. It, I watched it twice over the course of like two days just because it's it's just delightful. It, it brought me like pure actual joy, which mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you can ask for more. That is, uh, uh, I and I don't think you get it that often. Mm-mm. It's, it's purely
0: delightful. Yeah. Purely delightful. There's nothing mean about it. Nope. But it is dark and twisted. Oh, yeah. Um, Pee-wee has a, uh, I guess we'll call it a new superpower, which uh-huh. is his scream, uh-huh. um, but <laughs> which I couldn't possibly try to capture. But yeah. uh, Sorry, my pops is texting me. Oh,
1: yeah? Dad giving you some texts?
0: Yeah. Well,
1: well that's sure. actually my number five. Okay. And uh, that okay. was your number six. So I'll hit my number six, and then you can do your oh, five. God damn.
0: I cannot tell you how much I love Pee-wee's yeah. Big Holiday. I like, love they it. They really captured lightning in the bottle yeah. again. Yeah.
1: It's awesome. I, I don't know how, it's, but it's great. And now we have a trilogy of pee wee of of big pee wee movies, big top pee wee, pee wee's big adventure, pee wee's big holiday, mm-hmm. big pee wee, big, big top pee is the weakest entry, yeah. but it still
0: has its charms. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think the weak the weak thing about big top pee wee is that it does try to start to figure out what a pee wee is, right? And that's where it, it fails. Yeah, stop exploring but that. Don't do it. Just let him just do his have thing. fun with him.
1: Just be pee wee. Yep, let him loose. Uh, so my number six, uh, I don't, I kind of, I don't know. I don't think this is going to make your list, but I. Quite like this, and I I have thought about it more uh, since seeing it, which is always a good sign. The invitation that was a that was a cut, yeah. Um, that was very heavily considered. Yeah,
0: um, I liked the movie a lot.
1: Something about the atmosphere of it, I think, is like really really great. Uh, it has a, almost like a sepia tone kind of look to it, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know. I, you know, it's in just, hindsight, it feels red. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think of it as brown. Mm-hmm. So yeah, somewhere in the middle there I think actually. I think
0: it takes the color of and I'll say this to you this won't mean anything to the people. Right. Um it takes the color
1: of the candle. Oh yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh I, you know this movie spoke to me in some interesting ways because I do have a bit of a history with uh you know uh, religious organizations and things like that in my past. Uh, I was I was very religious at one point as a youth uh and heavily involved in uh, in a cult-like situation and that is ultimately a little bit what this movie is about without spoiling too much and uh, I don't know having that connection to it made some of the things that seem to have kept other people at a distance really made sense to me like mm-hmm. I'll, okay I'll say this to you and this won't make sense to people that haven't seen it but that's good uh, the video they play uh, definitely seemed to alienate a lot of viewers as I was reading reviews people seemed to think like no one would ever play that video for a group of people uh, and I think, think people that it would turn would. them on to something. And yes, they would. Well, there's a
0: piece of, whenever I have in my life been presented with, and, you know, well, like a group mentality. Yes. Even when it's something that I am so aberrant to that I yes. know I'm not going to subscribe, there is something tantalizing about, just come be one of us. Yeah. You know, you want to be in the club, mm-hmm. no matter what that fucking club is. Yep. And that's a dangerous and very human tendency.
1: And being part of the club uh, tends to make you a little bit blind to things like how weird that video might be. Yep. Uh, And I think that the movie is a little bit exploring this, uh, you know, this is the wrong way to phrase this because this has a negative connotation, but it is what I mean. The quote-unquote PC culture that we live in, I think it's a little bit exploring that where it's going, well, what happens when we're all so open and kind to each other that when somebody presents something like that, to not offend them and accept them for who they are, we just don't say anything. We put mm. our hands up and we, we start walking down that road with them just a little bit. We give them an answer. Exactly. You
0: start to play in yep. that group because yep.
1: it's like, listen, they have strength in numbers. Yeah. I'm not going against yep. it. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, it. It reminded me of uh, Coherence from a couple years ago, which was one of my favorite movies a couple it was years totally ago. totally similar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I like Coherence a little better, but this movie is uh, doing something a little different. And well, This uh, isn't a sci fi no, movie no, so much. No. I just uh,
0: thought I, I really enjoyed the the performances. Yeah, me too. And the reason why I eventually cut this from my list is that I don't really feel the desire to rewatch it. Interesting, yeah. I think once the box is open. Yeah, it, I can um, see that actually. It, it does. I don't feel because part of that is going, what is what is actually What's happening? happening here? Now, I'd be curious just in a in a studying sense yeah. to watch the filmmaking because it's really well made. It is really well the, made. The tension is, is released in a way that is calculated and, oh, yeah. and uh you know, I, it's, I got it's just, mad at the movie at one point yeah, because yeah. of the way it released the tension. So I feel like so. that there is value to a rewatch. Yeah. I'm just not so hyped to yeah. do it. You I know, feel that I, actually. I feel like I'm I'm there, but I, I don't mean that as an insult to the no. movie. That was uh, one of the few movies of recent times that I that I was able to watch where I had the ability to pause mm-hmm. and I just simply didn't want to. Right. Because I needed to get I needed to know what was happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's uh yeah, I, I I quite liked it. I I really enjoyed the invitation. So that made my number six. Um uh, we already covered my number five, which was Pee-Wee. So why don't you hit me with your number I five? Wanna, I wanna say this about the uh the invitation
0: yeah, as please. well, is that I I uh if I were to compare it to a movie on my list, in some way I would actually put it with green room. Yeah. In that the the villains in it you know that there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. You know that there's something up to no good, but they're not necessarily patently evil. Right. You get the feeling that something got them there. Uh, And you get, in this one, a more literalized uh, version of something got them there. There's
1: real humanity uh, in those characters.
0: And so, like, and even in Green Room, these guys are despicable fucks that I wouldn't give the time of day to, but I don't feel like they were Born this way, right? You know, I feel like this is where they got. To. They're not literal movie monsters. Yes, exactly. They're yeah. they're actual characters, and I I totally respect that about the invitation to the point where they really milk that to the point where, you know, our heroes. You start to doubt,
1: like, oh yeah, maybe these people are actually this. This is the crazy one. Yeah, maybe I'm the crazy one, yeah. and so that's that's where it really gets me. You even get a very emotional moment uh, with one. You know, I think this is not spoiling anything. You get a very emotional moment with one of the villains of the movie by the end. Oh yeah, that where you really feel the emotion in that moment too. You mm-hmm. know, uh, so yeah, I I, it, I think it plays on a lot of those things in very interesting ways that made it kind of a unique experience for me. It's a, just it's it's a really it's well, a great model for being well constructed. Yeah, It's super well put together. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I liked, I liked the movie a lot. What's your number five? My number five is... Now, this is a movie that I actually saw last year, but okay. it got a release this year. Yep. And in hindsight, it really, really grew on me. And I think it's actually, like, brilliant. Yeah. And it's The Lobster. Yeah, I didn't put it on my list because I saw it last year, too. See, I saw it last year. And yeah. I, I toyed with putting it on my list last year. But when I saw that, that the wide release was going to be this year, I was like, yeah, we'll see how yeah. it holds up. I think about it a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, and it is such a brutal skewering of of couples culture. Yep. And I am in a relationship now that is fuck over two years. Yeah. And being inside a relationship and looking to the outside, I see a lot of people that that are like are like gunning for it. Yeah. Like, fucking relationship or bust. Yeah. And it's. I was talking i i have I have one friend who I have never seen single for more than a week yeah because some people just can't do it yeah and that is not something you're born with that's right. something that society beats puts on you you. yeah beats i mean even you know when i when i was a a young high school boy i I just wanted love but i didn't want love right i wanted to be part of the club (laughs) uh, you know that is thematically appropriate to to the invitation invitation, yeah and this is very very much and it's funny because now that i'm in a happy relationship it happened by accident it wasn't we we weren't online we didn't we weren't looking for it it Mm -hmm. just kind of happened and it's the most successful relationship i've ever been in yeah so it's weird to see this this culture that I, I've been luckily excised from. Yes. Um, it, you just see it skewered so deeply. But it's also the movie is just so coldly absurdist <laughs> in the silliest ways that yeah. it, it's, I, I just found it to be absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't connect with it that much. But I also have had the same experience where I've thought about it a lot more since. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like I get the joke of it more now mm-hmm. and would probably appreciate it more if i saw it again mm-hmm. if that makes sense
0: uh, and see, i don't want to spoil anything but it has a very very twisted and dark ending yes. so when you really really think about what got these characters there mm-hmm. what situation they're in now mm-hmm. and how close they are to breaking free yeah and can't do it yeah that it's it's really really heavy shit. Now yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen your ghost. Lanthimos is the yeah. Author. I've not seen his other movie. Dogtooth is right. is the one. The only other one I've seen that came before it, and that is a much darker, less silly movie. Sure. That is equally thematically rich, equally fucked up. Mm-hmm. And the one problem I had with it is I was like, this could use a, just a touch, put a fart in there or something, yeah, or make yeah, someone yeah. pee pee because this needs to be lightened up. Yeah. And I don't know pee pee is just a funny <laughs> thing to to say. Uh, this is very very. I mean the the plot, if you don't know, is just. It's in a world where if you're single, you have 45 days to get unsingle, or yep. they turn you into an animal. Yep. Luckily, it's an animal of your choosing. Mm-hmm. That's, That's that. It. And it's, I I rejected Colin Farrell when he first popped onto the yeah, scene too. because he was just a hunk, mm-hmm. just a hunk. Yep. And now he's really grown into one of my favorite actors. Me too. And he really, he's really great brings the a
1: game comedy in it. It is just. Brilliant! I the opening scene of the movie I think about all the time because his delivery of his sexual preference Mm -hmm. is utterly hilarious. That silence, yeah, the comic timing of it is unreal. It's so funny, Uh, and uh, yeah, it's actually really kind of a a funny
0: uh, one of the like a a social thing that's happening now is that bisexuals feel rejected, Uh because. the straight culture says, no, no, not one of us, you're with the gays, yep. and the gays are like, no, make up your mind, you're not one of us yep. either, you're yep. with the straights. So to see him get pushed out of that, belt, <laughs> just, oh, we don't we don't accept that here, move on. It's, al- but it's so funny. I
1: also love the idea that I don't think he had ever, he doesn't seem to be a bisexual man as much as a man that has maybe been curious on occasion mm-hmm. about men. And so when given the opportunity to say something other than straight, he's like, well okay, yeah, I've thought about that before. Do you have an option for bisexual? No. No. And then he really takes a minute to think uh, about uh, uh, it. uh, uh, uh. And then he's like, yeah, heterosexual, heterosexual. Yep, Yep. I love the idea that it almost seems like he's never really considered it before the moment he was asked what his sexuality was. And then he takes a moment to consider it, and he's like, well, I'd try it. And then when they tell him no, now that he's already opened himself up to trying it, he's like, well, now I really got to think about this. Well, it's a,
0: that that in, so, in itself is a distillation of the whole movie, which is just commit. Yeah. Make a decision. Make a choice. Commit. Yep. And if if you cannot commit, well, then you are below us. You were just an animal. Yep. You know, be a human. Yep. Step up. Be yeah. a part of our society. Come be part of the club. Or get out. Yep. You know, go be an animal. Uh, one of my favorite parts in the movie is when it acknowledges its own absurdism mm. and, uh when the and I forget the actress's name, she's lovely. She's in Hot Fuzz. She's the what makes you think it was murder? In oh Hot Fuzz. yeah, yeah. I do not know her name. I but don't know. She's either. from uh, Peep Show and, and other things like that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She is giving him the rules, yeah. and she's like, and you have to be careful when you pick your animal um, because, you know, uh, you, you you will be able to date other animals. It's not the end of the road, but you got to be careful because, you know, a, a giraffe certainly couldn't date a penguin <laughs> or a hippopotamus couldn't date a kangaroo. I mean, that would just be absurd. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I love that because yeah. you're like, you know you're talking about turning people into animals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, and the I, lobster, I think, is just yeah. solid. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, Why don't you give me your number four, since technically I already hit my number five. Well, we hit this before. My number
0: four was Hail Caesar. Oh, please. I was very impressed with this movie. The Coens are probably my favorite filmmakers outside of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. They've never made a bad movie. Mm -hmm. They've made some that were better than others. Yep. But uh, in the same way that what weakened it for you in terms that it was a kitchen sink of all of the uh, Coen brothers' ideas is what strengthened it for me.
1: That's actually what I liked about
0: it, to be clear. Okay, fair enough. And uh, it's... That really, really brought a strength to it where they just said they they covered everything. Um, There's a scene at the very beginning where the studio heads are just talking about what religious affiliation would be the safest (laughs) bet for them to consider when they're putting out their studio output. And I don't even really know where to extrapolate that from. But that is what the Coens are talking about. Uh and they're talking about the considerations you have to make when telling a story. Yeah. But then throughout this whole, you know, throughout this whole uh movie, there there are stories being told. I mean, there's one character who you think is one thing but is actually a Russian spy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one character who's this really big powerful star but he's actually just a a, a lush. Yep. You know, there's uh there's this wonderful uh uh actress that is, you know, just she is the picture-perfect actress. She's also about to uh, have a child out of wedlock, which yep. is inappropriate at that time. And all of this is is just... Everybody's telling a story. Yeah. And we've got God amongst them, Josh Brolin's character, just trying to streamline it into a perfect story. And the only time he ever can find peace with it is when he just goes, huh, well, that looks like it worked itself out. Yeah. It just moves on. Yep, it's It's brilliant. And I think it was... After the Coens got... I mean, they've always been loved. They've always been respected filmmakers. Mm -hmm. But after they got their Oscars and became like, we're looking to you guys for quality, I think it occurred to them like... We, we really are best when we're just telling the stories we want to tell and, mm-hmm. and having fun. Mm-hmm. And this is them really, really
1: having a ton of fun. And yeah. that is
0: infectious.
1: It like it reminded me of The Big Lebowski in mm-hmm. the way that it's this big, sprawling story that uh, characters are kind of like stumbling through. Mm-hmm. And we only get like little pieces of it as it goes. You kind of have to like be able to put, put those pieces together yourself because you're getting them in quick snippets of dialogue from everybody and stuff but then it also reminded me of like you know more of their more recent stuff like uh Lou and Davis uh because it does have that sort of um not nihilistic but more just throw your hands up in the air like I don't know what it's about yeah yeah that's just, not the point just go with it yeah enjoy yourself yep. well, i think with Lou and Davis being a meditation on what
0: one Cohen brother would do if the other one jumped off the Brooklyn <laughs> bridge i mean it really is is yeah. what what would i do without the other yeah. half of my creative output Hail Caesar is them saying, well, thank God that didn't happen. Yeah, Let's have a day at the park. Yeah, you know, yeah, It really, really shines and one of the things that that is so fun about a lot of the Coen brothers is that most of, many of their stories I would attribute this to Burn After Reading, I would attribute it to Fargo um, a little bit to a serious man, is a big machine that's bigger than we can even comprehend and a couple pieces just get busted loose Yeah, and now they're jostling around in the machine and by the end of the movie they've either been kicked out of the machine yep. or found a new spot in it. Yeah. But the machine never stops working. Right. And that is that is uh, there's a John Lennon quote he said life is what happens while you're making plans. Yeah. And that is 100% what everything they've done is about is just there's a much bigger picture. Oh yeah. So you you just have to tell your story in it. Yeah. It's beautiful and yeah. it's just so fucking funny. It's really funny. funny. So funny. It's, it's really funny. Uh, it's also just a showcase of just strong filmmaking technique. Oh, totally. It looks good. Yep. It looks the way that that a 50s movie tried to look, but then the film faded by the time we got to yeah. it. It's, it's cool. Yeah. I love Tale Caesar a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm and excited and to revisit it. People say it's it. one of their weaker ones where it's like
1: Diet Cohen's. I think it's one of their best. Yeah. I think it's one of their strongest. I kind of came away with the feeling that it's like one of their strongest, but without the connection to it, that it's Mm -hmm. actually that strong. I'd watch it again. Yeah. That, which is literally, they, they, and like Wes Anderson, there's like a couple filmmakers. Wes Anderson is another one where it's not until the second or third time I watch it that I really click with it. It just happens. This one, the second time I watched it, it really did all of the thematic ideas came
0: through. And it does remind me of how I felt about Grand Budapest. Yeah. I wasn't even so hot as hot on Grand Budapest when I first saw it. Mm Mm-hmm. But the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is this is a filmmaker working at at like a level, you know, quality here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a couple filmmakers like that for me. I just I got to give it that second watch or sometimes a third watch before it really clicks. And uh, I feel like I'm just getting used to that now. So there are certain movies where I can feel that and I don't reject it right away. Like I Mm -hmm. remember when I saw Life Aquatic, I was like, I wanted that to be so good. That was not great. And I saw it on the big screen. And then when it came out on DVD, I was like, well, I love Wes Anderson. I'll buy that DVD and I'll give it a rewatch. Loved it. And it's, to this day, I think my favorite, actually, Wes Anderson movie. Nice. It, that one's probably my second favorite behind yeah.
0: Rushmore. And it, it it could eclipse it at any
1: moment because yeah. it
0: really, really is good. It's just
1: great. And yep. and there's just some movies that are like that for me. I have to give them another watch before it really clicks. And I could feel that in this movie where it's like, this is really good. And it's not working for me tonight, but it's really good. You know, I think it just needs another watch. Mm. Uh, I so loved it. I, uh, I really loved it. My number four. What, what are you at four? I'm at four, and my list is on the floor.
0: Thought I could reach it.
1: <laughs> oh, my number four is the Nice Guys. So we can hit this really quick. Right I just on. was uh, right there with you. Super funny. Uh, I really have grown to like appreciate what Shane Black. Like the more I get into movies, the more I appreciate like what his movies are and what he accomplishes in his movies because I like grew up on those a little bit you know with before I had an understanding of, of movies or anything they were just things that happened in front of me and I liked them all you know and this really brought like it's like you said it's almost like he he Almost uh, went back and made the movie that would have influenced all of his movies. Oh yeah, uh, it feels like he's almost unpacking his own career into another movie. You know, uh, what was
0: the name of the spy novels that that uh, Michelle Monaghan read in in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang?
1: Oh, it was like I don't Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Firecloud, but it's yeah, not Johnny Firecloud. I don't remember. It, but it it was you know, yes, it felt like it could have been one of those novels just brought to life. Uh and I, I uh I don't know, I really liked that about it. I I liked that I felt like I was getting to watch a filmmaker that, you know, uh, came into his own when he wrote his first I mean, he still I think holds the record for the the largest uh, script sale. Johnny Gossamer. Johnny Gossamer. He made yeah. a Johnny Gossamer yes. flick in some type of way. Yeah. Uh, I think he still holds the record for the most money ever paid for a uh, script by a studio. I, what, what was that? I, either Lethal Weapon or Predator was uh, the highest selling script ever. Nice. Yeah. Uh, he was in Predator. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not for long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's just, you can see, it's like a guy that has been at the top of his game his whole career, working at the top of his game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, I really. He's got
0: more resources than ever. Yes. I mean, he's post Marvel now. Yep. He touched the sun.
1: Yeah, and you know what I even kind of like about it? Because as I'm saying that, I'm like, well, I don't know. Is it really as refined as some of his other stuff? And the answer is it's not, but I kind of like that it's a little bit unrefined. I, I like that it lets itself run a little wild, you mm-hmm. know? And something feels right about that. Well,
0: when you're working, when you're doing Iron Man 3, you are answering to somebody. Yeah. There is somebody that tells you, like, if something doesn't fly, you have to do it. Yeah. Or else you get the, the Ant-Man boot. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. This is his chance to go. I can make you money. I've yeah. got a name. Yep. You know, I I've got these great stars. Yep. Let me do whatever. Yep. And I forget what the name of the person who co-wrote it with him is. It's not a fully original. Yeah. Show yeah. Script. I can't remember either. Uh, it's Probably disrespectful to leave this other. That's writer that's true out. actually, because <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I I heard uh, Black say in an interview that um, it's very much that guy's movie as well. That they've been working on it for a really long time together. Uh, and uh, it is loosely based on, I think, uh, a particular crime novel. In Anthony fact. Bagarazzi. Anthony Bagarazzi. Congrats to you, sir. You made one of my favorite movies so far this year. Uh, it four. Looks
0: like he is uh one of the screenwriters attached to Death Note. Oh, awesome! So that's good news. That's good I mean, news. this is a this is IMDb, yeah, so very so very know. early, but yep. and it does have Adam Wingard attached. Oh yeah, officially. So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, I was. Uh, I really did enjoy The Nice Guys a lot. Really enjoyed it. It just so enjoyable. Yeah. So funny. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so funny. It was just good. Fat Russell Crowe is a yeah. precious gem that yeah. we need to preserve. Just a good time at the movies.
1: Mm hmm. Hit me with your number three.
0: All right. My number three. And this was a big one. Um, it would have been my number one. <laughs> this sounds stupid. It would yeah. have been my number one if not for the two movies yeah. that blew me away further. But I was absolutely. Just gobsmacked by High Rise. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that That was movie. a tough cut for me, actually. Ben Wheatley is the shit. I love Ben Wheatley. He is our Stanley Kubrick. I will say it. I will say it again. I will stand on top of the High <laughs> Rise and proclaim it to the heavens yeah. that the torch has been passed and Ben Wheatley is running with it and it is glorious. Yeah. On, on a technical level, he, he frames every shot like it's a goddamn painting. Yep. On, on a thematic level, all of his movies... Are, are weirdly funny, uh-huh. but they're dirty, yep. and they are brutal in oh whatever yeah. their target oh is. Yeah. Whatever their target is, he guts it, he throws it on the floor, and he stomps on yep. it. And High Rise's target was anyone who sees fit to live in a civilized society. Yep. <laughs> wow yeah. that is a huge crazy. huge target to point his giant gun at it yeah. and he hits them all yeah. it's it's amazing it's crazy so fucked up and now that tom hiddleston is gunning for bond I even know. though i really want bond to just kind of take a break uh-huh. if we wait 10 years then we could get a black bond or we or totally could. daughter of bond or whatever yeah. but whatever if we're gonna keep pumping them out yeah this is the movie that where i was like oh tom hiddleston's a bond totally yeah, absolutely yep it's I, so filthy. I love it. It is really filthy, and it's I, probably the best score I've heard. Oh, in, the score in, is incredible. Clint Mansell, dirty. right? Clint Mansell. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know how to describe it. it it's no, I mean, just the whole time I was watching it, I was like, "You're talking about me,
1: yeah?" And now I want to fight, yeah. but but you'll kick my ass. So I'm just gonna sit back yeah. and watch. It's so good. That my favorite thing about it was that it it is a take no prisoners. I mean, it has no sympathy for anyone mm-hmm. and uh, i know it sounds weird to say this. my favorite thing about it but i do like the idea that that's how it's deciding to take a stab at um ha- you know uh, uh
0: civilization as a whole uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but like cultural commentary yeah. is like
1: how about commentary on the whole culture which is crazy to even try and do that and the commentary is fuck it all like yeah. j- burn it all down
0: well and i think the to to go with a, a slightly more positive commentary yeah. at least what i took away from it is like I don't care how right you think you are, or you know you are, or how right you might be. Yeah. Look inside yourself. Yeah. Something needs to be fixed. Yeah. That goes for everybody. Yeah. From Gandhi down to the, the, you know, the homeless guy who stabbed somebody. Yeah. I don't know. am yeah. just yeah. top yeah. to bottom. Yep. Yeah. Look inside yourself. There is something imperfect. There is something that needs to be fixed. And until you fix it, you are a little bit in a glass house. Yeah. You yeah. know, now that, that doesn't mean stop fighting for good. We should always fight for good. Right. But always look within. Yeah. And you will be, if you're being fully honest with yourself, you will be surprised at what you find. I did really like that movie. You're kind of making me regret not having it on this it's list. Good. It's That was good. one where it ended and I was like, I got to be somewhere in an hour. So I just kind of put it on again while yeah. I was going about my day just to absorb more of it. I mean, yeah. even if you eliminate... Uh, any sort of commentary or really anything of substance out of it. It is a skilled technician making it's his gorgeous. definitely most skilled technique totally. movie uh, so far. And it's an adaptation. And mm-hmm. Kubrick is, did not shy from an adaptation mm-hmm. and and nailed it when he did. Um both Eyes Wide Shut and The Shining were were you know solid adaptations of very difficult work. Mm-hmm. I don't know the source novel too much. I know it's JG Ballard. I yep. have not read anything that JG Ballard's done. I hunted down this book. It wasn't at the store. I was like, I'm not gonna order it online. <laughs> Moved on. But I, I would like to read it though just to see where this adaptation came from. Yeah. Now he did not uh uh adapt it, it's uh Amy something. It's his yeah, screenwriting kid. partner mm-hmm. actually worked with a lot of stuff. Um, we'll give her her due too. But just every—it's just a such a well put together movie that is well thought out from top to bottom. Amy Jump is the yeah, uh, the that's co- right. yeah Is yeah, the yeah. writer of the mm-hmm. actually he didn't write it at all. It looks like no, I don't think so. But it's just his his sensibility is really starting to grow now that he's getting a budget, a name, yep. and just his technique is sharpening. This is precision movie making mm-hmm. being used to not endorse but certainly throw throw a coin in the pocket of chaos it is yeah. awesome, yeah, I love that uh you know i i don't i'm not a i'm not an anarchist in in the sense of burn it down and rebuild, right, but there is value to that, yeah, and a controlled burn is a very good thing, yeah, and this is a wicked, yeah. wicked burn,
1: oh, I loved it. I I, you know what I keep thinking about with that movie is I feel like there's some real symbolism to the fact that the towers are shaped like the five fingers of a hand. Oh, yeah. And we only ever see what's happening in the one finger. And it makes me curious about what the symbolism of the hand is, what the symbolism of the fingers are. Uh, is this happening in all five of the towers? Is this the only one that's broken down this way? And we never get a sense of the world outside no. of the towers. It's it's it, the
0: literal cradle of civilization. Yep. Is we're in the palm of this yeah of this thing, and it's just yeah oh it's brutal yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. It's good, um, it, and it just it hurts to watch. But it's like the the getting a tattoo hurt where you're yeah. like oh I'm being bad yeah, yeah. burn. Some I didn't really like enjoy to it. watch the world burn. <laughs>
1: Uh, my number three, we talked about already, uh, and I'm kind of amazed it's this high on my list, but it is probably the movie I've just continued to think about the most this year, and I definitely did not even really connect with it that much when I saw it in theaters. Uh, Green Room is nah, my I number that's three. You're gonna say. It was, uh, you know, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't crazy for it. I had the same experience with Blue Ruin. I was like, this is good, but I don't know what everybody's so crazy for it about, and I cannot get Green Room out of my head. I screamed "Oh fuck!" in the theater during oh, yeah. this movie, and I've never done that before. Oh yeah, it it really affected me almost so much so that I think that's why I felt like I didn't like it so much. You know what I mean? Mm, like like it almost it. Yeah, yeah, it almost affected me in such a big way that I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's, it's not for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And the more I've sat with it and thought about it, it's for me. This is this is my kind of movie in a big bad way, and it's really well executed mm-hmm. in, in a big bad way. I mean, it is such a tense. Thrilling experience with characters that I hate and characters that I love, uh, and it sets them against each other in interesting ways that m- makes me question that hate and that love at different times. It's, I really, really enjoyed it, uh, and I kind of just can't wait to see it again so that I can actually like more appreciate it, you know? Oh, yeah. I'd um, like to see this with a midnight crowd. <laughs> oh, dude, I would love to see this with a crowd because I it was like practically empty when I saw ah, it. Ah, so
0: I saw it at the screener, so it was like packed. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was funny. I was surrounded by very heavy breathers and uh-huh. noisy eaters, yeah. which I fucking hate. Hate it, animals. <laughs> but um, but people were oh fuck yeah, ah, yeah. applauding when people got come up Yeah, being shocked when people didn't. Uh, one of the and uh, uh, Jeremy Salnier was there. He did a Q and A oh, afterwards. Cool. And one of the things he said about it was like he's like I didn't really choose when I was writing this who lived or died. That it just became one of those like. I don't want to heighten this so much that it's not real. What decisions would real people make? What decisions based out of fear or whatever would they make? And, you know, what would happen? He said, there would be times where I would write it and be like, man, I can't believe that person died. He's like, and I would have to take a break, (laughs) grab a beer, you know, mourn the loss of that character, and then sit back down and and, and keep, keep going for it. He's like, and I didn't know what was happening. He's like, but as long as I felt that, I knew that would translate to you and like, yeah, this, there i mean there's not huge stars in this movie but uh, even so at any point i was like oh you know, anyone anything can happen to anybody, anybody right off the, there's there's no there's no said. contract that 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 is going to be followed here no yeah and for a movie that that is almost sold on the the formula it's not formulaic no you know it is the siege movie formula but yeah if i hadn't seen it and you said pick who lives who dies and how i don't think i could have done it but for maybe one character right And it wouldn't have been a confident guess.
1: No, right. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, by the time you get to the end and you see what you're left with, so to speak, it's like, wow, this was a fucking journey, you Mm -hmm. know? It's, uh, yeah, I really, I just thought it was so effective. You know, it it was really entertaining and uh, uh, gruesome, Mm -hmm. uh, both of those things at once. Uh, And I, I, I don't know. I like when a movie is able to sort of walk that line, you know? Uh, to almost be kind of despicable, not that the movie's despicable, oh, yeah. but to almost be despicable but keep but, but keep me so entertained that I'm like, yeah, well, give me that more. that's the John Carpenter thing. Yep. I mean, there's nothing. I I think despicable is a great word for they
0: live. Totally. But you know what? I don't not want to see two beefy men fight yeah. in the trash for yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. I, I want that. Yeah. Well, why would you take that away from yeah. me? So, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah.
1: That, yeah Green Room so, yeah, is Green Room.
0: fucking awesome. I really awesome. liked it.
1: What are we at? Number two? Number two, my friend.
0: What the fuck? All right. Number two for me. We already talked about it. Um, this is a movie that just, in terms of hype and delivery, it came through and then some, and it's The Witch. Oh, yeah. I love The Witch yeah. a lot. That movie is just so dense, and there's so much movie yeah. to to pull apart and... It scared the shit out of me. Yeah. It was one where I was walking home from the theater, and there's absolutely nothing about South Philly that <laughs> reminds yeah. me of, of 1600s Puritan New Massachusetts, England. Massachusetts, yeah. But I was looking over my shoulder. I was freaking out. But mostly, it was like I talked about before. It was just me going, if there's things that I need to do, or that I, I have the urge to get done, and I fight that, they're going to turn evil. They're going to yeah. go sour. Yeah. Express yeah you know, like you, yeah. you you absolutely got to get it out there because if you don't it will grow rotten yeah and then it'll be dangerous yeah but it it, it could be glorious you know uh it's like we were talking about it, it, where I don't know if it's necessarily a directly feminist movie right but it's you know to compare it to that femininity is a wonderful thing-huh if it's suppressed it can get rotten uh-huh if it's released it's the greatest thing in the world uh-huh. you know and and you see it for masculinity too. Totally. You know, when it's suppressed, it can get downright violent. Mm-hmm. But it's a necessary, wonderful thing. And so when you see this this society here that is all about suppression and, and repressing all that, you see this family just rot at the core. Yeah. And in one instance, quite literally yeah, rotting at the core. And it's like these people are living under some weird invisible doctrine yep. that doesn't allow them to be or do what they wish. And it's it's just gonna eat them alive. Yeah, it's, it's killing it's them. Awesome. Yeah, and that's that's in that way it's weirdly not weirdly. I mean, that way it's completely relevant. Yeah. Oh, you know, totally. Do not do it. I mean, we do it with race too. Mm-hmm. You know, when people are ashamed of what they are and what they look like, it can get violent. It can yeah. get gnarly. Yeah. But if you can express it, it can be a wonderful thing. It can mm-hmm. be life. You yeah, know? yeah. And so it's 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 that tale. Yeah. And it is. Just and, and it's also it's filled with ambiguity, which I totally. like, but not empty ambiguity, no. ambiguity that you can tug at and explore and dig into. It also made goats scary, which
1: I appreciate. <laughs> so that's good stuff, too. Uh, well, I love this movie, yeah. I, uh, there, and there's a uh, couple pieces of dialogue that will probably stick with me forever for sure. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? That's the one. it actually reminded me in a lot of ways, tonally,
0: as Antichrist. Mm. Um, it's classier mm-hmm. and a little less, uh, sensationalist or exploitative than that, but it is of that where Mm -hmm. it's just there's nothing scarier than nature. Right. Be it the trees, be it human nature. It is scary. Mm -hmm. And and it's and it's funny in that way I would tie it to uh high rise. Oh yeah. Because high rise is you know what is civilization but an agreed upon set of certain suppressions right that that you must make. And you know in, in that way it is required. You know, I I I happen to really like the idea that uh-huh. we don't want to kill each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that we've all sort of agreed that, despite the fact that we're capable, and if it was legal, you could probably solve a lot of your own personal problems. It's a good idea that we don't kill each other. Yeah, I like that. I like the idea that we're going to grow food and share it. You need that. <laughs> uh, but you know, there's there's a checks and balances, and whereas the the high rise thing was just saying like, you know, look into yourself and and you you know uh understand your flaws mm-hmm. and and you know you know fight the the oppression of society the the other side is the witch where they're just saying also express that yeah you yeah know, put it out there unleash it unleash it unleash the beast before it becomes a monster yeah ah.
1: I love yeah, you could Witch almost say that uh, high rise is the result of uh, is is another result of people not releasing it. Right? Oh yeah, it's if high has existed in Puritanical yeah. New England, yeah,
0: you might get yourself a Tower of Witches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that is not a good thing. Yeah, it is
1: not a good Tower thing. Tower of Witches. Tower of Witches. That's a, that's a pretty good band name. Yeah, it's,
0: uh, it's like a Nordic metal band's yeah. Uh, uh, album. Yeah, Tower of Witches. Yeah, it was uh yeah. I I. I've watched The Witch twice, and I'd watch it again. And it's it was also a movie that gave me a strange experience in the theater because it was so... What I liked about it is that it's a horror movie that isn't of any formula that I can recognize. Right. And because of that, in the theater that I saw it with, which was packed, I would say there was probably at least 10 walkouts. Mm-hmm. And when it ended,
1: most of the theater booed. Yeah. Booed. And it was, to me, that was... It was the most quiet I've ever been I've ever had in a theater. Yeah it was yeah. packed in my screening too and everybody was silent the whole time. Like nobody was it was almost like people were baffled. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. I think people were it was a mix to me. People were confused by it because it was a different beast. Yep. But I also think even if if only on a subconscious level, people saw that and, and it flicked that switch in them that was just like, Oh, I'm I'm nauseous. Yeah. Something is up. And you know, there's 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 a monster in me too. Yeah. And the only way for me to get it is to boo! <laughs> you know, it, it is that we do resist horror movies that scare us, and we, we laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I saw The Conjuring 2 the other yeah. day. And after every big scare and everyone jumped, there was a, a wave of laughter in the theater. <laughs> oh, yeah. everything's okay, everything's yeah. okay. And this did that, but on a way that was, like, down in my soul. Yeah.
1: So it was good stuff. Yeah. I love The Witch. Yeah, I liked it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm, excited. I, I'm excited to watch it again and see, see how it holds up and how I feel. All right, this is where I think I'm pulling an audible. Here's my number two. 10 Cloverfield Lane. That was a tough cut for me. Yeah. That was a very tough cut for me. I think that so far this year, that's like the richest movie I've seen. Mm -hmm. That movie is kind of everything I like about movies in a movie. It's highly entertaining. It's really tense. It's got great three-dimensional characters that all have their own arcs and are really, really interesting and fun to spend time with. It's scary, but it's still lighthearted. Uh, it's it's kind of a block, It's like pushing against the boundaries of being a blockbuster, basically, without mm-hmm. having to be a blockbuster. It's uh, it's like a boilerplate, too. It's like, you know, it, it just corks all this stuff up and just waits for that cork to fucking pop off, you know? That's what I love about movies. I loved how tense it was. I liked the soundtrack, the sound effects. It just, it had all of the elements I felt like were really working in this, and they were all working towards really interesting thematic stuff which is always tends to be what I really like about movies is when I can talk about what are the big ideas that movie is sort of addressing uh and I just thought this movie fucking worked in all of those ways so for me it was like just the richest movie that I've seen this year that really got me excited while I was there while I was watching it and continued to be excited as I got to talk about it afterwards that's like that's movies to me that's that's what I love so I, that. It was a tough cut, yeah. Because I agree with you across the board, yeah. And I was a huge fan of the ending, yeah. Um, yeah, me
0: too. I loved that. ending. And it grew it up me more and more the more I thought about it. Absolutely, and it's just a sick escalation. It's great, you know. It's it's one of those where it's like there's probably a superior ending, sure. out there, but I, I I'm not about to write it. No, and I would never get rid of this one. Uh-uh. I'll take it. And and once I started to to really dig into the the character arc, yep. uh, following like the main character, that was that was really good. But to me, the the huge strength here. And it's actually where I would put it with with Green Room. Yeah. Is that they do a single location kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But this single location manages to morph and feel, I don't want to say spacious. That's right. not the right word. You feel appropriately claustrophobic, but you never feel like you are... Uh, like you feel trapped in in terms of oh we're stuck in here mm-hmm. but it's never made to be visually boring, it's where not boring. you're like show me a new environment mm-hmm. because i i'm just i'm ready to move on yeah you know it never got there on, on like a boredom level right that bunker i could draw it for you yes i could draw it for you i've seen that movie one time i could draw you that bunker mm-hmm. all of the ins and outs including the air duct yeah very easily and they captured that Yep, they captured the claustrophobia of it but managed to keep the action
1: Moving throughout it in a way that was alive—that that is impressive shit. I really thought it was super impressive. Mm-hmm. It's it I think is is pretty much uh, the best movie this year. I nice. think so far, nice. I I mean I I'm not going to disagree with anything yeah. you
0: said. I loved that movie, yeah. and, and I think it's a a thunder. Oh no, it's a motorcycle. Hmm. No, motorcycle. Yeah, motorcycle. It, yeah. It's it's the type of movie that that I think deserves to be as divisive as it was because yes. it deserves to be talked about. Yes. And it's also an interesting movie in terms of how it was made totally you know, this is the final product is nowhere near what it began as Mm-mm. and the fact that it is this completely different beast and it's a sequel uh-huh. it is what but then also the way it was marketed yep. That trailer was dropped half a month before months. yeah before not even yeah, the you're right thing it just we dropped and oh fuck that looks crazy yeah cool. And and it and that marketing scheme it worked. worked. People went to worked see it in people a big way. To talk about it. This is
1: one of the probably few very original movies this year that really did do well at the box office. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think that has a lot to do with it. That was a really smart marketing ploy. And to be fair, the marketing ploy is part of what made it so divisive ultimately. But it oh, got yeah. people in the theater. Oh yeah, I think people felt betrayed by the marketing a little but- bit. I didn't. No, I, I, uh, I I. I just, I don't know. I, I'm uh, kind of, I don't trust marketing to begin with. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't, you know, I, I don't let that sway me too much on what a movie's going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I'll i get excited if the trailer's good, but I won't like not get excited because the trailer's not great. You know? So it's got me thinking now. I think
0: I, I think I've stumbled across what this year's theme is so far. What's that? Because the, the whole idea of, of Cloverfield Lane, at least in the arc of, uh, Mew. Mew. Mary you, Elizabeth Mary said, said, yeah. said about her character is to attack your flaw. Yeah. And not yeah. run from it. To to take that thing that scares you. Yep. Take that thing that that your fear of makes you weak. Yep. And embrace it, run towards it, and either let it in or fight it. Yeah. It, you know, whatever whatever it requires. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes to uh to Green Room. I mean the arc of uh, What's his name? Macon Blair, his character. Totally. Um it goes to High Rise, it goes
1: through The Witch. Mm-hmm. It's um, you, you could argue in Green Room that like the idea that the kids need to come to accept that they've been doing a lot of posturing over there, oh, yeah. you know, uh, is having to accept a flaw, right? Oh, they had to accept what their their uh, Desert Island yep, band was. Exactly. Yep. I mean, it goes
0: even into The Lobster. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is embracing the fact that you know, it it, it the that movie is a world that doesn't want you to love yourself before you can love someone else. Um, Heck, even The Nice Guys is in some type of way about Ryan Gosling's character trying to come to terms with (laughs) his flaws as best he can. Um, Hell, Pee-Wee's Big Holiday is all about being yourself. Oh, yeah, that's what the whole movie's about. Heck, uh, Wiener was a guy literally running headfirst into his problems and just trying to work it out, trying to do something. I I think that there's absolutely some sort of thematic over there. Yeah, yeah. And it took ten Cloverfield Lane to give it. But I, that is You're right. The moral of that story and why the ending of that works is when this character realizes I have value. Yep. And instead of hiding this from the world, I'm gonna go ahead and, and throw it out there because Put it it's into good the world. You know, and it, it it's a weakness for me, but it can be built. It right. Can be built yeah. upon.
1: I love that. Yeah. It's, yeah. God, I really like Ten Cloverfield Lane. I can't <laughs> stop thinking about it. I really want to watch That's it again That's another one now. I'd love to... I loved John Goodman in that movie. Oh, he's you terrifying. know what I think about all the time? Uh, problem solving always puts me in such a musical mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about that all the time.
0: I think one of the strengths of, of John Goodman's character there is that we live in a world where we know John Goodman as a big, uh, just loving teddy bear kind of a yep. guy. And... He they was one of those that. TV dads that we grew up on, exactly. You know? And 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 he's he's Mike Sullivan. From yeah, yeah. Monsters, he's a big, lovable dude that yep. is just a he. Uh,
1: you want to trust him
0: just the moment he exactly. comes into your your. Well, purview. We know him as this guy who he could break me in half, but he's a big softy. Mm-hmm. But in this movie is is they they subvert that. In yeah, that he's a scary, scary guy. But I, I you know, I, I feel like there's a softy in there yeah. somewhere. You know, like it goes the like the way that we love him is that. Uh, he's he's the just the 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 gentle giant, yeah. And then in this one, he's the not so gentle giant who we we know that he's capable yeah. of being gentle, yeah. and to see this other side of him, the part that we fear to the point of endearment on the surface is really really interesting. A yeah. Version of that, yeah. And it wouldn't work. I mean, it, uh, kudos to his talent. I think mm-hmm. that's ninety nine percent of it, but that other one percent is just his place already in our culture. Totally, we know him as the 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 patriarch of of. That sort of—I th- mean, what is a dad but someone that loves you, cares hopefully God willing, yeah, loves yeah. you, cares about you, and and at any moment could probably kill you simply. You <laughs> yeah, know, like yeah it's, it's yes. That that is just part of that relationship. Yeah, yeah, he
1: was fucking. Yeah, he really. I loved that movie. My dad and was in a wheelchair. Raiding. I still wouldn't fist fight him because right. I, he knows how he knows how to kill me. Whatever it is, yeah. He'd, he'll he'll
0: take my head off. <laughs> see if that works. Like, he knows the button. Yeah. He knows where my putty Z is. Yeah, yeah. That you that the Power Rangers punched. <laughs> <things are done. laughs> All right, shall we do it? Do it. Hit me with your number one. It has been my number one movie of the year since I saw it. Yeah. Nothing has threatened to shake it. I loved it. Everybody wants some. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. That is so, so, so good. Yeah. It's, quote, unquote, the spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused, which I actually hadn't seen until the days leading up to this. It does make sense, but that's cheap. It is an awesome, awesome, so funny movie just about... Yeah, it it almost has the the same uh, thematic elements as it follows, where it's just like you're an adult now. Yeah, and it's a scary thing, but there's good that can come from it. Yeah, you know, you 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 can build something beautiful. Yeah, you can have fun. You can do all this. It's scary, but you know, the world is a wonderful place if you let it be a wonderful place, and it is. It, it's a reclamation of of the the bro style comedy because mm-hmm. these guys are bros. But they're not rapey. They're not creeps. Yeah, yeah. They're guys that you identify with. And they're, they're so, that's the the main thing is it is just so funny. Yeah. It is so, so, so funny. I can't wait to see it. And it's just, it's, it's, Richard Linklater loves his characters, always has, always will. And his love for these characters shines through and allows them to be lovely characters. And all across the board, you know, whatever the gender, race, uh there's punk rockers there's baseball kids and all that it's it's just a movie about how fun it is to to be fun and how good it is to be good and and you know everybody wants some let's all go get some yeah it's, yeah it's just lovely i i i can't even put it into words so much how i think that's true of a lot of, of his movies it is he he loves his characters yeah. he's he's welcoming you into experience you know get out there experience it yeah. do it be it and 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 be good mm-hmm. and, and put out good and, mm-hmm. and good will come back to you. And just I I can't not get behind that. But yeah. And and I've you know, we it takes place in the weekend before college starts for this one right. character. And uh he you just watch him deal with this new change in life. It's him entering a new phase in life. Hmm. And it's just delightful. I really want to see it. And it is so so funny, I mean, and stay if you if you see it, stay through to the credits. Yeah, all the way through, it's worth it. Okay, it's just fun. Yeah, and and, and what's great is these guys are brutal to one another, and there, there is a uh, you know, in this in a time now where where we are properly criticizing the the power that is masculinity and how yeah. when it's dangerously wielded, it can be a really terrifying thing. Yeah, this also is also championing the idea of just like. There's value to being a rabble rousing, mischievous young man. It's yeah. it's part of you, and it's and it's okay, and it's mm-hmm. good, and it can be used for pleasure seeking ends without being a theft of trust or a theft of yeah, character. Yeah. It's it's you know we were talking about yesterday when we were hanging out uh, at American Pie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there's this crazy scene crazy. where we didn't consider it back then, but no. where Jason Biggs and Shannon Elizabeth mm-hmm. are potentially going to have sex so Mm -hmm. he rigs up his computer to film it and broadcast to his friends Mm -hmm. and then the whole joke of it is he has to do a strip tease and he's naked and broadcast on the internet and that's the joke and no one even stops to consider that the best case scenario for these characters was that she was just going to get nude fucked put on the internet without any sort of agreement nope uh, without any sort of against her will just completely no. Her character was was very loose and probably would have loved it, but that doesn't matter. That's not where that's and it, it's a, that was used for comedy. Yes, that's not cool anymore. No, and shouldn't be cool. No, and so this is a movie that is a frat boy comedy, mm-hmm. but there's
1: nothing like none of that. that. Yeah, none of that. Yep. It is everybody is is uh everybody wants to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, it just sounds the best. It sounds like it's trying to take away the notion that there's a particular. Kind of person that is going to be that way, right? Exactly. It's, you know, exactly. it's uh, just because they're a jock or however you want to frame that a bro uh, doesn't mean they are inherently dangerous. Exactly. You know.
0: Exactly. It's. I remember many, many years ago when the cable guy came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the making of it on HBO uh-huh. before I had any concept of who Ben Stiller was. But yeah. This yeah. One quote. Uh, he said, "I'm not." Saying that a cable guy is creepy because he's a cable guy. Uh I'm just saying that this cable guy (laughs) happens to be a creep. That's it. (laughs) That was his joke. And, you know, it's we've now associated, like, oh, it's a young bro. Yeah. He must be the worst. Yep. Well, you know what? It's likely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's not what makes him the worst. Right. You know, what makes him the worst is that he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. And so this really takes that bro comedy and makes. Something special about it, and frankly, it's it's just moving. There's there's a coming of age story there, and it's but it be all end all. It is so funny. I'm excited to see it. I haven't it's seen great. it yet. Never really want to. Awesome flick. Yeah, awesome flick. Best of the year. Yeah, I, I, this is
1: gonna be tough to beat.
0: Yeah, like it is far and away my favorite, and it just delighted me to no
1: end. That's awesome. Everybody wants some. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I mentioned uh, on my number two 10 Cloverfield Lane That that's the best movie I've seen this year Because I think it is I think it's probably the best movie I've seen this year But my favorite movie that I've seen this year I My number one is Gods of Egypt oh, I of swear course. to God <laughs> I, I thought about this all day And I've uh, kind of been joking That like, yeah, ah, it's yeah, the yeah. best movie of 2016 I was been, curious as where this would fall I've been having this. fun just going like, ah, it's the best movie of 2016 Just like joking with people on Twitter And I really time thinking about it today and I have not had a better time watching a movie in 2016 than I had watching Gods of Egypt. It's, and I'll it's tell fucking you, crazy. And I'll tell you what, the more I thought about it, I don't even think it's like a stupid movie. It is a dumb movie. I don't think it's stupid, though. I kind of do think that it. I mean, it's not the fucking best script in the world or anything like that. I
0: think like you're that. watching someone's vision
1: yeah. being realized yeah. as
0: fully as a vision like that yes, can be. I, absolutely. I, I, I loved that movie, too. And I really
1: think it's like... It's not that I uh, uh, latch on to any of these characters in some sort of big emotional way, but I do, like, in a world where I've got, you know, three superhero movies I couldn't put on my list because I couldn't really tell you a whole lot about the characters in them or what their real stories were because they were really messy and they weren't told that well. I could definitely do that for you for gods of Egypt absolutely doesn't necessarily mean that they are like great characters or great stories I that I would connect with delightfully and and cleanly functional, yes, across the board yeah, and to be and the more I thought about it, I was like, I haven't seen a lot of movies like that this year. this year has either been about subverting a lot of that stuff in really smart, interesting ways or just haphazardly fucking its way through that stuff. Mm-hmm. This is just a solid genre picture, the likes of which I haven't seen in a long time, and i just I also was just like. I was so entertained by it. I oh, was yeah. so entertained by it. And, and I think no that sometimes are brooding. Yes, um, we forget. with the
0: Wrath and Clash of the Titans, right. those are are trying to they're trying to be taken seriously very serious when mind. inherently the property just should not so be. So silly. This is definitely not trying to be taken seriously. No. It's I, I, yeah, I it just I don't even know how to
1: describe it. It's
0: not a great film, but no. it is Damn fine movie. That's what I mean. It's uh.
1: like it's not the best movie this year. It's not the, the best movie I've seen this year is is Ten Cloverfield Lane. But my favorite movie that I saw this year was Gods of Egypt. I love that this is your number. You know what one. I mean? No,
0: I you know what it is? People go, oh you know, it was stupid and this and then they hate it. But the thing is, for a movie that's two plus hours, yeah, I was glued to my screen. I was loving I was giddy. It. And whether I was laughing at it, yeah. with it, yeah. or actually being thrilled by what was going yes. on, I wasn't bored. No. And if we boil all film down to its function, yeah, that's the job. It's entertainment. That's the job it has to accomplish. And better than many of the movies on my list, Gods of Egypt accomplished that. Yeah, I
1: I don't know what it is, and it, you know, p- part of it might be the headspace I'm in right now, where it's like that is just what I'm hungry for right now. Is is that kind of just fun experience with the movies, oh, right? Yeah. So great. Then well, it's my number so one. Right time now. analyzing. but sometimes know. it's refreshing to just. Look at it and I really have think a great it was, time. I think that's part of what it was because i that's what I love most about movies is getting to talk about movies, not a whole lot to talk about with Gods of Egypt as far as mm. having a big idea about it and tearing it apart, but I fucking loved every minute I spent watching that movie. I had so much fun, and I you don't know i don't I don't get that enough anymore because I'm so interested in oh, yeah. tearing these things apart and having a good We're conversation like about it post movies now, yeah it's yeah yeah like you
0: well, like I, I i you know what I think helped that movie too, yeah. Is that oh, when I went into it? I knew that I wasn't going to have to look for things no. and pick them apart, which is weird because by not looking for them and letting it wash over me, in hindsight, I was really able to to look at it with a clean lens. Yeah, and then things popped up that I could pick apart. Yeah. and and the thing that really came across to me of that movie is the the functionality of it is a hundred percent. I mean, that is a well greased machine. Yep. Uh, I, I wrote that, that thing on Philadelphia about why I think it's a good movie. Yes. That's was a great article. Main, oh, thank you. The yeah. main thing about it that I, that I loved is like, there's a point where the one guy either has to reach over the edge of the pyramid and save his friend uh-huh. or save his glowing eyeball so that he can grow wings and fight <laughs> uh, the <laughs> other god who has tapped the sun to make a laser spear. Uh-huh. And in that moment, I was like, oh, God, what's he going to do? Uh-huh. He better make the right decision. That's what I'm saying. I was really into it. Yeah. That's fucking good.
1: It's like, I don't connect with it. I do. that's totally what I'm saying, because I don't connect with it in some big way where I can... You know, like, it follows. We had a lot of great conversation about those characters and how we feel about those characters and what the story means for those characters. I don't have anything to tell you about that with this movie. But the entire time... I knew the stakes, and I was fucking into them. I, oh, yeah. I, 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 wanted to see those characters make those decisions, no matter how stupid they were. It, I just, I understood the stakes, and I was with it every step of the way. I fucking, I loved it. It's I, cool. I just loved it. I also just to give it some credence. The special
0: effects. Yeah. Uh, people joke that they look like they came from like a a Dreamcast cutscene. Sure. I, th- I think that was the purpose. Mm-hmm. If they looked more, and I'm making air quotes as I say this, if they looked more. Real. Right it wouldn't be fun. No. I think they were meant to look cartoonish and they do mix with the live action well. Pretty
1: well, I think. And to me... And because I, the live action is goofy too. The way they're goofy, doing that yeah. perspective thing. Oh, that is the craziest thing so in the world. It's so crazy and goofy that like ev- everything just fits into this goofy yep. world that he's he set up. There's a vision being realized yeah.
0: and I, I compare it to the original Clash of the Titans yes. where people are fighting Ray Harryhausen's uh, claymation stop motion. Uh, yeah. skeletons and stuff where those are distinctly not of the same world but it is effective because they play into the same tone yes this does that and whereas i'm always going to have less respect for computer generated over the painstaking effort that is uh stop motion right this 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 ticks that same box for me Me it is a hundred percent uh it is a
1: harryhausen thing with modern tools i really thought he figured out In some respects, not totally, but he really did kind of figure out a thing that we talk about a lot and complain about, which is the idea of, you know, with so many digital effects, it's hard to make it feel like these things are existing in the same plane. He sort of figured out this way to go like, well, no, none of it exists on the same plane. What are you doing? It's a fucking movie. It's fun. It's weird. Let's yeah, let's just let's get in a zone where all this stuff seems to fit together, even though it clearly does not. You know, and I don't know how he did that exactly, but it did work. It It totally really, really worked for me in that world
0: that's what those things look like yeah exa- exactly and it just it just exactly. fits yep. that's yeah that's that one i i i didn't quite consider for my list right I, and most of people i kind of knew it would be it, of on of course yours. it would yeah yeah, yeah. so we're going to get yeah, some love yeah. for it but uh i i can't recommend a movie harder and people need to see this yeah, movie it's so cool it's so it's great jeffrey so cool. rush yeah. is the sun god ra yeah who rides a chariot across the skies to uh, drag the sun, yep. and then on a nightly basis, a night worm that eats worlds. Yep. Uh, always tries to eat the world, and he, he uses his off. laser spear that taps the energy of the sun yep. to be gone, beast! Yep. <laughs> it's the, it's the and greatest. He doesn't want to do it, but he finds great honor in doing his task. Yeah. I'm trying to come up with a great way to tie this into the year's theme. It, yeah, of, I don't uh, know. Of finding one's flaws. but the, uh, uh, Well, uh, if you... Yep, go for it. Y- Dig in. Go, go, know, go.
1: So... It, if you if you want so the the what's the uh, I'm not going to remember any of the characters names but the main god who uh, is disgraced I want to say it's Horus I think that's right yeah I think it's Horus he's like buddy this, Pete. he's disgraced right and it, and his eyeball is taken from him and so it, it, he's got these flaws now where he's not even able to fully tap into his godlike powers anymore because uh, of his flaws yep, 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 and it takes this 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 pesky little human coming. To, to get him to sort of get over himself and accept those flaws and overcome them. Because if you remember, when they even finally get to Ra, he says to him, I don't even think I'm going to be able to do this. Yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. enough of my powers to be able to do this. He just has to overcome his flaws to launch off the flat planet yeah. and get to Ra's chariot in the sky. <laughs> do it. Uh, it, so yeah, I think it's there. I think That's that, And, and uh, you know, there's this whole class structure that it's about, and so it's mm. a lot about um, people of two different castes Having to accept things about each other and each other's casts in order to find a place in the middle where their love can actually Mm -hmm. exist—it's—it's a little bit about that stuff. I I think think it's it's there. there. Yeah, Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, Uh, that is a crazy flick, man. I fucking (laughs) love that movie. It's literally—I—I—I've been dying to rewatch it. Like I talked about wanting to rewatch a lot of these movies. If I'm going to be honest, the reason I haven't. Is because if I rewatch anything right now, it's going to be fucking Gods of Egypt. God's I'm Egypt. definitely going to rewatch that again. It's wild. I just, I, I'll tell you what. What I really want to do is get a group of people together. Oh, to show watch it, it to some. People. I think that would be the greatest midnight movie. Oh I think yeah. that would oh, be yeah. such a fucking fun midnight There's movie. There's
0: a part at the beginning because when I first put it on, I like kind of knew what I was getting yeah. into. They, 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 there's this part where these two guys are fighting. Uh-huh. And they're two giant men fighting yep. amongst little men. Yep. And so already I'm like, this is bonkers. Yeah. And then one of them just does a, <laughs> and morphs into a beast. And I found myself uncontrollably laughing. Uh-huh. And I wasn't laughing at it. Uh-uh. I wasn't necessarily laughing with it. Nope. But I was so... Uh,
1: Delighted is how I keep describing it. Yeah, it was it. just
0: like there there was so much stimulus going yeah. on, but not into the point where it was like, like I was just tickled, but yeah. I was like, wow, yeah.
1: wh- oh, can things like this happen? I swear to they God. They can, and they did. I think for two hours, my roommates just heard me going, what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's gods of Egypt. Oh.
0: I just love it. The least accurate title. It's so dumb. (laughs) Everything about it is so dumb. Yep. I love it. It makes me so mad that people really tried to like Oh, they took it so seriously. Well, like they they tried to criticize it in a way that came from from seriousness in terms of like representation, all that and it's like I care about deeply. Exactly. And it's it's definitely an important issue that is finally starting to gain ground in Hollywood. But it's such a weird target to be pointing it at because it's like First, uh, first off, I gotta say it's it, it is notably diverse. Yes, and um, if you count all of the copies of the One God, it has more black people yeah. in it than anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, he's got a million clones. Yeah, no, but uh, it's it's the weirdest thing to point it at because it is not a representation of anything even of this this universe there is no <laughs>
1: fucking reality to this movie whatsoever none a- a- at as all. if as if egyptian
0: gods were even based in reality right, right but, i know, which know is, i know
1: uh, but but I, and you know i get people's desire to go like hey for the love of god you just made a movie called Exodus, Gods and Kings—that is actually about a historical period oh, yeah. of this region, starring a handful of Welshmen. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you know it's like. So I get that people wanted to go. Like, for the love of God, when will we get black Egyptians? I totally get it. This movie is barely about Egypt in any real sense. Oh, no, it's it's not about it, it, yeah, Egypt. it's straight up not. <laughs> it's it, not it, about it, Egypt. It Doesn't exist in our version and that of the said, world.
0: Sort of the main like trio of characters. Right. It is actually it's very more culturally diverse. diverse than I give
1: think. it credit for. Yep. It's you know Yeah. I mean it's not as culturally diverse as you We might could want, do but better. We could do way better. And we're and we're going to do but better. But I think you're right. It's the problem is wrong target. Yeah, choose your battles. Wrong target. This is not one of and actually I what think he,
0: Alex Proyas actually came across and said something uh pretty smart about that. Yeah. And he said, I, I always, you know, aim to go for diversity. He's like, but when you're a filmmaker like me, there are certain things you have to do. And Two of the things I had to do was we got to get a name on the poster. Yep. So it's Gerard Butler. Yep. And we, we got to get a guy from Game of Thrones. That's yeah. the lead guy was from Game of Thrones. Yep. He's like, when you're making an Australian production with American money, that's yep. got to appeal to a Chinese audience as well. You you just have to do it. He's like, and I fought for it and I want it to be there. And I will always fight for it. This is the stack. Of, this is the deck of cards I was given. Movie and making. that's is, the problem yes. is that this is the deck yes. of cards
1: I was given. But I am going to have to play. Yeah, like that's- Movie making's is a big game yep. It is a big fucking game And it's a hard one to play uh, And I don't think it's fair to go Alex Preuss It's your responsibility yeah, To change all. the game
0: And I think he's Certainly in his career Made films that that are it diverse isn't the word, but at least of a wide enough array that yeah. there's. You know, I, I don't think he's the type of person that you can just be like, "What a hateful guy!" No, I don't think so. If anything, he loves his
1: movies, which is
0: weird because uh, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't, <laughs> and
1: uh, but yeah, I mean, you can see genuine love for movies in all of his movies, mm-hmm. and I and I I, uh, I I love his movies. I think there's they're they're just there. great. He's uh, trying.
0: He's he's making, and that's I think that's the strength and he's of making Dasabir the kind of movies, of movies he wants to see. You exactly. know, Exactly. and this is a movie that that. He definitely didn't not try. No. He, he absolutely Can came I, as close to his vision as I think was course. manageable given that deck of cards. And I think he
1: makes pretty much every movie knowing it's not for everybody. And he it, makes knowing. Uh, yeah, knowing yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really think also it's like, uh, it thi- okay, watch this movie and even if you hate it, even if you fucking hate this movie... Think about the fact that there's a filmmaker out there that convinced a studio to give him this much fucking money to make this movie.
0: Well, this is initially gonna be I forgot what studio it is, but they were it like, was going to be their follow up to Hunger Games. Oh yeah. They wanted to try and franchise this. Right. And almost immediately upon seeing like the dailies <laughs> yeah. were like,
1: Well maybe not. February? Yeah. February. Yeah.
0: You know, it just did yep. it that way. Yep. But I'd I watch another
1: one. Loved it. I'd watch Gods of Egypt too. Dude. Like, this would be my this would be my new Star Wars if they made a trilogy of this. Oh yeah. It really it reminded me of Star Wars in a lot of ways. In that way it is, because it does throw you into something fun crazy adventure. and just hope that you can keep up. Whole new world, whole new universe, fun adventure, new characters, new creatures, new vehicles, new technology. Every left turn, something new is happening. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. I give it credit. Absolutely loved it. That's, your, that's funny that that's where we're at. Number one movies of the year are gods of Egypt, and everybody wants to. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so wild. It's so that's what we ah. do. That's what we do. That's and, and uh, I think if nothing else, it's, it, it is proof of how much we we really love movies. That mm-hmm. those are our favorite movies so far this year. You know, man. Everybody that's, wants that's two to very see that opposite shit. sides of the spectrum, but like equally of value in their own very specific Absolutely. ways.
0: You know, and I think, thinking they're they're both movies of a filmmaker who
1: made the movie he wanted
0: to yes. make. It. Yes, yes. That's, that's the gotta fucking got it. give it up for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't know. What do, you, what do you want to do as we wrap up our, our best of the year so far? I feel
0: like we just gave 10 solid recommendations. That, so it's yeah, 100%. Tough to do, I don't think we I'm need I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah, Spend the got? money. Get Horace and Pete. Yeah. Do it. Do it. It's <laughs> thematically appropriate to what we were talking about. Yeah. The whole series is $31. Yeah. It seems that's, like a lot. That's not a lot but it's if you not think a lot, about it. And it's it's... 10 episodes ranging from a half hour to an hour. Yep. So you've got about seven and a half hours of entertainment there. And it is dense. It is tragic. Like, it'll rip you open and gut you high-rise style. (laughs) But in that way, it is appropriate. I came out of that thinking about a lot of things in a different way and thinking about myself in a different way and just really having a respect for what can be done with the craft of filmmaking. Yeah. The style that it's shot is in a... uh, it, it's it's like a play teleplay kind of right? like static cameras that jump but it's done like a play it's just set pieces yeah it's not shot like a sitcom it's really really incredible stuff yeah it's really next level i mean, like 10 out of 10 would recommend yeah. it is so good Horace and pete do it, it yeah. it's just man there's there's uh what's her name uh laurie metcalf oh yeah from roseanne mm-hmm. um And Scream (laughs) Two. She is. Do you know Scream Two was Timothy Oliphant's screen debut? Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Uh, But Laurie Metcalf is in one episode. Uh huh. They need to make Oscars into something that people on internet shows can win, and she should win ten of them. Yeah. It is unreal. This this episode, but just and she's never in it again. She's in one episode. Almost the whole episode is just a monologue by her. Wow. And it is. Gut-wrenching. Wow. And it's impressive. Yeah. But it's there's a million things on the show that are just impressive. Yeah.
1: Highly recommend. Uh, I'll throw this recommendation out because I just went to see it. And uh, it's a nice plug that'll get us right back around to our show. I went to see the original Ghostbusters on the big screen Mm. uh, because this weekend is the 32nd anniversary, I think, of its release. It's initial release in theaters. And it came uh, out the same year as me. That's right. <laughs> it's and crazy. It is It is such a great experience to see the original Ghostbusters on a big screen. You hear things in the soundtrack you didn't notice on your little TV. You see really funny physical moments with some of the characters that you don't notice on a small screen. It's, it's just great. It is such a great movie. Uh, every actor is doing something really unique that is sort of iconic in its own way. There's there's something you remember about each of these characters. It's so fun. Uh, and it's a great way to freshen up before the new one comes out. And before you come see our show on Wednesday, the 15th, at Philamoca. we're doing a Ghostbusters game show, Movie Movie mm-hmm. Live. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good time. Bustin' makes us feel good. Bustin' <laughs> <laughs> makes
0: me feel good. Uh, I can't get over it. I, I just want to gush about it. I don't care how you feel about the new Ghostbusters, I mean, I hope you're supportive of it, yeah, but even if you're not, I think the whole idea that thirty two years later it is still something that people feel passionate about, yeah, it makes me want to go to church, yeah, but yeah, yeah. like there's 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 someone smiling down upon us, uh-huh, if we're living in a world where kids now are going to watch a new Ghostbusters, a new ninja Turtles, a new power Rangers, yep. like it's quality to be damned, the fact that we still care yep. about these very strange imaginative yes. creative things you know they're franchises now but there was a time where ghostbusters was a very original yes very unsafe idea totally ninja turtles was a very re- original very original <laughs> very, <laughs> very original unsafe yes. idea yes and now
1: they're the status quo totally crazy there's hope our children are going to make the most fucked up shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: But it's great. You know, like, that is... We might get more nice guys. We might get 11 Cloverfield, (laughs) But, like, there's original things happening. You just got to open your eyes and look. Totally. These original things, you know... Just because something's a franchise doesn't mean it wasn't, it, it, that it's just completely empty. I
1: hope that's what people take away from our list for the most part is, oh, yeah. is all the original stuff that has actually come out this year and is really worth your time. It's available. Yep. It's all available. Yep. And it's, so it's more available than to... it ever was. Yep. And there's more of it coming. Yep. There's more of it coming. Yep. A24. We've, Open a we've, church, we've, I'll go to we you. We both have a movie on our list that Netflix released. Yep. We didn't have to leave our house to see it.
0: Yep. I watched that movie at the goddamn gym. Yeah. And everybody was like, "Why is this guy cracking up on the elliptical?" <laughs> because Pee-wee, damn it! Pee-wee, damn it! And Joe Magalona.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good year so far. We're yeah. only halfway. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I, I feel like the landscape feels weak to me, but that's because I only saw twenty movies. You know what I mean? I probably yeah. saw ten of the wrong movies. But I mean, the, your list is like it's strong. That's strong. Movies. It's a strong list. Oh yeah. Uh, I just felt well, like I was... I felt like I knew the 10 right away, which mm-hmm. made it feel weak to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I really only... I didn't have to struggle down that much. Like,
0: it became hard when I got to 15. Right. And even that, like, you know... It wasn't terribly difficult. Right. You know, yeah. I, I was heartbroken over Midnight Special and Ten Clover yeah, yeah, Lane yeah. and stuff like that. But I do
1: think this is often how our years go. It's like we're at the part of the year now where it's really going to start to ramp up. We're yep. going to get better and better movies as the year goes on. So we still got a Star War to go. You know? We've got a Star War. We've got
0: Neon Demon. We've got oh, dude. Swiss Army yes. Man. Yeah. I just
1: put in for that review today. I want oh, Neon dude. Demon. Yeah. I want it. Yeah, But we'll see.
0: Yeah, We'll see what happens.
1: You want to do a sign off?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Oh, plugs. Let's do plugs. Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Scully. You can find anything everywhere with my name at Dan Scully. Log on to Cynadelphia.com and check out the work I do with them. And of course, you can find the show on iTunes or any podcast app, really. It is available. It is on Twitter at I Like Two Movie. That is the digit of number two Ooh. in there, as well as on Facebook.com slash I Like Two Movie. Leave us a review. Um, that helps us get higher on the rankings and get more listeners. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if uh, at any of these platforms, contact us. Let us know what you want to see. Yeah. And we will talk about it. We might even have you on the show. God damn it.
1: Hell yeah. 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 Oh. Give it, And give us a recommendation. Like, well, I would love to do something that it's like, listeners demanded it. Yep. I want to be able to say that at the beginning of an episode. You demanded it. Here it is. Uh, and you can, uh, if you want, if it's easier, I like to movie at gmail.com. Yep. Um, we never check it. Send us. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's linked it's, to my, it's phone. my phone. It'll It'll come in. It's in my phone. Uh, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Filmadelphia. That's with an F. Uh, I guess I should put a plug out there for this. Uh, You won't be able to see the first one, but uh, the open mic that I've been running for the last three years in Philadelphia in Center City, it's called We Do, is turning into a Saturday night showcase at the art department in Fishtown. Uh, So if you're a local listener and uh, you're looking to see some of the best stand-up in Philly, you can come see it every Saturday night at the art department in Fishtown from uh, me and the boys at We Do. Uh, and I think that pretty much does it for me. Oh, find me on letterbox.com slash filmadelphia. I review everything uh I watch there. Uh, oh, and you know what? I'll go throw. I keep going. Oh, uh, I'll throw out a plug for FarsightedBlog dot uh, com, who I started writing some movie reviews for. Ah, nice. I'm, I'm doing some weird left of center uh, uh, movie reviews for them over there, which are, are a lot of fun. So check them out. FarsightedBlog.com. dot All stuff that is original. Yes. And 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 not franchise based. That's right. And it's it's going to be interesting. Yes. Yes. Please uh, check us out over there because it's kind of cool too. Uh, all right. Let's do the sign off. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie and we all know that you like to movie movie because, because we like to move